Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey everybody, welcome to Core. This is Core for Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we are bringing the video game news, views, and reviews straight up into your face hole. How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah, all, all you can do is just sit there and groove on it. There's nothing you can do about it. You came here. We didn't We didn't make you listen. You decided to. How's it going, everybody? Bo, you doing good? You all right over there? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. John, you all right? You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. Little baby turned five months old today. Oh, congratulations! Uh, new life. I did, did it. Yeah. Managed to make it five whole months without messing anything up too terribly. Yeah. If I if I seem uh, today, if, if if any of us seem a little melancholy at all today, yeah, you know, we'll get to why. Uh, you're talking about three hardcore Blizzard fans facing down the barrel of some very ugly news in the last 24 hours or so, and. um I actually had gotten the news about this thing, which we'll get to in a second. Um, while I was on a stream, a live stream of Shipbreaker, where I was tearing <laughs> down ships for the uh, Lynx Corporation and uh, making money and making you know making fast cash on some on some aluminum <laughs> joints and you know whatever I could sell, and it was going great. And then somebody came in our chat room and said, "Oh my gosh, have you seen this thing?" And then, oh boy, did that did that turn my mood over the last uh, twenty four hours. But I'm excited to be here because uh, Core cheers me up. And we got a lot to talk about, some cool stuff, some interesting stuff, and a little bit of Blizzard talk. So stick around and enjoy what's coming up. Okay, may as well just get right to the big story. Well, okay, before we do this, you have one more day to get your name in for winning an Xbox Series S. Okay? This, again, courtesy of Tanner Goodman, who has very generously offered a Series S up for the show to be given away to a lucky listener. It's going to be random, uh, but I still encourage you when you go to fill out this form, if you haven't done it yet, I encourage you to fill out the Dear Martha review part about you know telling us why you think you should get it in Dear Martha language because we'd like to be entertained. It won't necessarily 100% determine whether you win the thing or not, or at all. I'm just saying it's there. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be zero percent. <laughs> I just yeah. you just appreciate it. Like if it pulls up random and it's somebody who did a good job there too, I will feel extra glad that they won. Let me put it that way. Yeah. If somebody wins and all they put in the Dear Martha thing was, I want an Xbox, then I'll be a l- slightly less happy for you. Still happy for you and still give it to you, but you know, your my feelings could be elevated for you. This is a great you, prize. Work yeah. for it. Like right. Like it, it, I haven't bought a console in 15 years. I got this one. I love it so much. It's yeah. great. It's convenient. It's fast. Plays lots of great games. It's a beautiful thing. And you're going to love it too. That said, I'll, uh, I'll have a version of the Dear Martha if somebody didn't write one themselves when we decide to read it. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> you're going to get the Dear Martha of shame yeah. and their consolation will be an Xbox. Yeah, you'll still get the Xbox, but you'll have to face down John, you know, the oily pipe of John's... Uh, uh-huh. That's what they called me in high school, the oily pipe. Oily pipe, John. 
I don't know where I was going. I suddenly realized I said oily pipe and I stopped. I didn't know where else to go. There was nowhere else to go. Well, you just, <laughs> what else is there to say? The fierce There's criticism, mm-hmm. the, the the intense scrutiny. Yeah, no, John's you're doing you're doing real prowess. words. John Bo has real words. Mine was oily pipe. I don't know what that was. <laughs> you're well, playing, right. playing too much shipbreaker. It's all you can think of is pipes and oily pipe, aluminium sheets. Yeah, aluminium pipe. Aluminium. Um, <laughs> someone in the chat said that uh, shipbreaker put up a post or an update on their discord saying unless they can find a more creative solution they may have to reset progress one more time oh dude okay. I, have, I am so far this time though i am so far because i was sure this was it i was sure they weren't going to do it even though You'll i'm sure play it you love it so oh yeah much. i love it i love it but i'll it do sucks. it again yeah i'll do it again but i would i would love it if they found a way around that or gave players a bunch of extra lt points to spend or something i don't, I don't mm. know i don't know what the answer is but um, I I do love that game. That is the answer. All right, they're breaking your shit now. Yeah, my shit is getting broken. Uh, all right, so that's the deal there. Oh, I didn't tell you the URL. It's frogpants.com/slash/core-contest, and uh, it's still up right now. If you sign up, you'll have just as much of a chance to win as anybody else. I just want to make sure everybody had a chance to get in there. And then tomorrow on social media, we'll announce it on our Twitter account, which is Core Show or Core Pod rather. So. Get over there, frogpants.com slash core contest, and you could be a winner of an Xbox Series S. And I don't know if the new S's come with like, well, I know they come with a trial of Game Pass. So if you don't already have Game Pass, you'll have that too. Just, yeah, I think you get 30 days with it. Yeah, sure I did. you just go. Maybe in three it's months. It's great. It works way better than you think it would for a little box that it is. It's something else. Yeah, that thing's great. It's like a little, you know, transistor radio, but pumps out pumps out the polygons. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's get to the big old fat elephant in, in the room who will not leave the room. Uh, Activision Blizzard was sued for discrimination and sexual harassment by the state of California after a two-year investigation. Uh, this is not, you know, some private individuals doing a, a lawsuit on their own with their own lawyers. This is an actual lawsuit from the government of the state of California, which is a big deal because, uh, A, a two-year investigation is usually no joke. And also, you could turn right around and sue them for massive libel damages if it's flimsy or based on nothing. Um, so what I'm trying to say is this is a pretty serious lawsuit. Like, this is as they serious as they get. Before it wasn't from the hip. Yeah, this is definitely not from the hip. Uh, there's a whole bunch of places to find out all the details if you want to get into the nitty-gritty. Um there's a Reddit post on the Wow Reddit uh, page that has done a, actually a really nice job. It always impresses me about certain Reddit posts, but it's done a really nice job of sort of organizing all of it uh, so that you can quickly go, all right, here's the the complaints, here are the defendants, here are the people called out in the suit, um, you know, all the all the lawyerly language. Here's the, a link to the actual lawsuit itself. To just beware around page fifteen. Good lord. We'll get to that, all that in a second. I mean, we're not going to get into too much detail, I don't think. I don't think we are. I mean, would we? Why do we want to think so? We'll just see. Probably, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Well, you, you yeah, because they know you guys want to talk about. You have instance to do, and that's probably going to be a heavy topic. Yeah, but so. I just mean like you know. <laughs> all right, it's a hard thing to even know where to start. So we'll just we'll just start with it. Um, I was uh, well, I just okay from my perspective. I was just floored and pissed. I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was, it's really bad, like really bad stuff. Uh, and, and, it, and, and understand this is a lawsuit that covers a couple of main areas. Uh, 
One is fairness in hiring practices, gender equality, pay equality, this sort of stuff. And there's, there's some broader issues at play there as well. And those are actually probably the things that will be the, the most or the, the, the easiest part of their investigation in terms of pushing it through the trial uh, that this is inevitably headed to because those things are quantifiable. You can say, well, from this date to this date, these quarters, these years or whatever, uh, you hired this many people, but you paid for the exact same position. She got less than he did. And why is that? Like there's, there's some pretty strict laws in California for some of this stuff. And so, so some of those are, are, are kind of, um, what's the word? That's the more, not, not, I don't mean concrete is in, is in there the, the truer parts. That's not what I mean. But the most clear cut. They're it's the most like, clear there's cut. There's not, there. there's not a place to really have a lot of debate. If you can go, here's two P or here's in many cases, multiple people working the same job and almost universally men are being paid more than women for the same line of work. Right. You don't have to rely on somebody's testimony, what somebody's saying, like, these are these are numbers and factors that are reported and easily quantifiable. Right. And then some of this is like when I first picked it up, I went, I don't know why my brain did this, but I went, please let this be mostly Activision since we want to make them the devil and we don't we don't think well, of sure we already don't like them. We already don't like them. Right. <laughs> like so that, if yeah. there's two people in the room and you hate one of them and yeah. then you find out one of the people in the room is a, is a douchebag, you're like, well, I hope it's the guy I don't like. Yeah. And then it turns out like, oh, no, it's both of them. It's both. One of one of the <laughs> one of the gnarlier accounts in this thing is, um, uh, well, part of the, I'll just read from this article. The suit points to a female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her male uh, superior. The employee was being uh, subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around at a company holiday party, according to the complaint. Um, there's a, even more to that story that we're not going to say on the air. But, man, like, I mean, somebody d- freaking died. It, it, it's horrendous. And that's just one of the cases. Um, I have a very visceral reaction to all of this because one of the people called out on this thing, specifically on page 15 of the main, of the complaint, uh, is somebody I freaking shared a stage with. And I don't know why that grosses me out so much, but it does. Hearing the stuff that he was doing is so, it's so bad, you guys. It's so bad. And it's, Well, you were next to someone who pretended to be something they weren't. Oh, it's really hard. I mean, that's really hard for especially, me. Especially, we all going to have a turn, but the company's values meant something to a lot of the people that would fly from around the world to go to visit their company's convention yeah <laughs> and and it was very much an inclusive and they relied on a lot of people on the outside who were earnest which i include you and, and and the guilds you were part of for in world of warcraft that genuinely as far as i can tell embodied those things right to help propagate this facade of bullshit uh inside yeah and i you know again well i don't know if again because i haven't said it yet but i'll say it now there's certainly um, places within Blizzard, uh, different teams, different departments, different people, that this is completely a shock to them too. They don't know. Uh, and I feel bad for them because it doesn't matter what they say or do, they're going to be lumped in with this and it bums me out. Um, well, I mean, can you imagine the- waking up this morning as a Blizzard employee and finding out this way? Uh, and <laughs> a couple things, like finding out, Am I getting paid fairly? Like, maybe you didn't know. Maybe you had no idea because we, for some reason here, make it a extreme taboo to talk about wages. I have a, a 
friend who got fired not too long ago from a place I used to work because management found out she was talking about uh, how much she made with another employee. And that was the reason for their for her termination right. was because she was discussing salary yeah. and we, we make it this big thing. That's a secret. Can you imagine waking up and finding out like, Oh, there's a decent chance I'm not getting paid accurately for my work yeah. or even worse thinking you're working because blizzard is a company that's all on the front facing like all about inclusivity and oh, we believe people and we hold ourselves to a higher standard and all of that. That's that's what they tell everybody. And you go to work for them thinking that's the company that is representing you that you're working for, and then you find out this way that that's not the case. Like there there are people in that company right now that I'm sure are having a really hard time, and it's a job. It's not easy to leave a job yeah. like. Because that's the other thing I saw is people saying, ah, oh, nobody should work there. It's not that easy to just pack up and say, well, I'm done with a job, you know, that you probably moved somewhere to get to. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, uh, Blizzard is not the best paying video game position for a long time. There was this, well, the real honor is you get to put Blizzard on your resume. We've heard reports about that yeah. in the past that... Yeah. They don't pay as competitively because it's considered an honor to work there in a prestige position. So th there's a whole lot of bullshit you possibly woke up to to hear to hear this. Yeah, and and you may have you, you may have in, believed in that bullshit, that particular line of bullshit. The whole like, uh, well, it's such an honor that you get paid less, but just think of what this does for your resume. That in itself is a violation. Like that sucks, and it should have never been that way. Now, if the company had truly lived up to its freaking eight core standards and all the other crap, then maybe it's an honor. And then maybe it's worth it. And, you know, maybe that becomes a personal decision and a choice. All companies have pricing or pay structures depending on, you know, the value of the, whether the employee wants to be there or not. These are, that's not unusual. But yeah, these people woke up to that. They woke up finding out that some of the people they've been working with have been keeping secrets and really hideous treatment and did so to protect themselves and their jobs and didn't know and didn't, didn't come to them for help and and they don't know why well maybe they're part of the problem so now you got people wondering well am i part of the problem here i didn't even know about this like and those who didn't know about it now you know about it if you're at blizzard and you didn't know but now you know you also now know that structurally it's so broken that you went about your happy time there wherever in your little corner of bliss and didn't know because, and it's a big company, it's 4,000 employees, they're spread around the world, I get it, but primarily there in Irvine, you had this, like, privilege of not knowing that some of this hideous freaking crap was going on. And the person I had mentioned, I'm not afraid to say his name, Alex, uh, F, I never say his last name right, whatever it is. We're not going to get Alex. Frazi Abi? the the, free, the previous, uh, so, so when Metzen left, he rolled into the role of... Um, uh, creative director of of World of Warcraft in particular. And so his job was to, I mean, if people were wondering why there's no writer uh, or, or a creative director credit on Shadowlands, it's because right around the time the pandemic happened, he disappeared and did so very quietly, deleted his Twitter account, and now lives in Hawaii where he lives off massive amounts of payout uh, with his girlfriend. Um. This all makes sense now. And I don't want to get into like, oh, puts this in a new light. Oh, puts that statement in a new light. Oh, no wonder 
uh, Morheim was anxious to get out of there. Like, I don't want to get into that game because we don't know any of that, and there's no point in sort of speculating around that stuff. You can do that on your own time, but but for me, <laughs> okay, this is a guy. This I don't mean you. I don't mean you guys. I mean listeners. <laughs> These guys or this guy in particular, uh, multiple. He's the only. In fact, he's one of the only people that is called out by name multiple times. And again, on page fifteen, just really yeah. Rough there's business. very few people actually named. Yeah. It, it, I think maybe two names appear in their total. Yeah. Beyond that, there's references to titles and uh, John Doe's. Yeah. He he is specifically called out for conduct. The um, the other is more of a no, knew about it and had minimal response. Yeah. So he supposedly had. <laughs> it's the details are gnarly, and I don't. Again, I'm tempted to go, well, let's talk about the Cosby suite that they called his office, or let's talk yeah, about... I was going to say, if you have the words Bill Cosby in the suit brought against you, you know you really effed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, except, except the, it's, it's bad. The paralegal did a typo. It says Crosby, and I don't know why they did that, but... It says it multiple times. I was like, are we past the point where Bill Cosby is well <laughs> enough known to not catch this? I don't like, know. That's the that is the smallest detail, but I'm not gonna lie, it did bug me. And there was a moment, uh, at least as I was reading this hideous thing, where I at least got to be distracted by wondering if people just didn't know who Bill Cosby was. Yeah, I'm maybe that's sure a good that's thing. Maybe uh, maybe we're yeah. getting to a good spot where we've all forgotten. There's like a 23 year old, you know intern who you know he just moved there from ohio and this is his first job at the legal team and he's like bill who i'm sorry we'll sign what who oh i guess i think I, they said crosby was it all right i'll just crosby? put crosby in because they don't he, know who bill on crosby. star trek right as a security it's officer? pretty clear they know. meant bill cosby though in the in well the yeah clearly yeah it's it's i mean this stuff happens it's a typo but um but anyway it's that that if you if you I guess what I'm saying is if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really want to know, you know, quit dancing around the details. Those details get really nasty around page 15. And if you go look at it, great. If you don't, great. But um, my point is, there's no way that this was recent stuff for Alex, even within the two year investigation. This had to have been stuff before that. Um, And that's not the kind of behavior that happens if it's if there isn't a large amount of allowance happening somewhere at the top. And my guess is you don't get to retire from your cushy video game job with millions and millions of dollars moved to Hawaii if you're if you're being reprimanded. <laughs> like what a golden parachute that turns out to be. And I know there are, you know, things in people's contracts that give them those golden parachutes, but it's really frustrating. Reading that really, really bugged me and hearing about what happened specifically within and around the WoW team. Um, that that was a hot spot for this and has been for a while really just put the sour milk in my chicken man i'm so and i could I, w- I couldn't have been i couldn't sleep last night it was horrendous and i realize you know i'm trying not to do this but i can't help but have this whole thing taint tainted by the fact that i've been so involved with this this company in some form or another including the formation of this show including i wouldn't know either of you without the blizzard uh, you know the the minutia of, of all this. There's no way this can these connections yeah. even happen. So I, I it's easy for me to actually sit down and go. Here is a giant list, freaking Santa Claus list of all these relationships that I have and have been able to form, and these this amazing work I've been able to do with certain people, and half the shit on my back wall over here, and all those posters over there. Like my fandom runs deep, and it runs 15 years plus deep. It runs 
Warcraft one orcs and humans deep. And it's really it's, conflicting. Like the feeling it, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a betrayal. Yeah. It's a betrayal. And I'm, and again, I don't want to, this is, this is the reason I don't like talking about me in this context, even though I'm doing it, I guess, but it's nothing compared to what these women went through. Nothing. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Like I am, I'm collateral, weird, way down the the line damage. I don't think we need to compare like who's worse and who's what. Like they were betrayed, you were betrayed. It's the same thing. There were core values espoused by the company. And there were certainly people there that I think believe in the more puritanic, not puritanical, but just the pure notion of making great games and leaving that other business, you know. I can't imagine it was every single person there, even in a leadership position. Some people maybe turned a blind eye or didn't know how to handle it or were overpowered by what seemed seems like to me like a culture that had taken over at some point. Cause I don't think from its onset it was, maybe it was, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see it with some, you know, I've we've, we've done interviews with Chris Metzen. He doesn't strike me as this kind of a person. He, he strikes me as a very thoughtful, reflective person. Um, you know, but I don't, we don't know at this point. I'm so, I'm so gaslit. Like did Kaplan leave because of this shit? Like, you, you know, I just, I don't know now. And I think we're feeling confused about that. And it's a betrayal. It's a betrayal for people who have worked on and espoused, like promoted their company f- out of the sheer passion of loving it. And it was a betrayal for, for just women and men and, 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 you go to a job, forget what company it is. Like when you buy your gas, you don't know if the company that gives you your gas isn't shitty to all its women either. Right. It's not just a blizzard. It's pretty much, it's in a lot of places that guys feel entitled to behave certain ways that actually make women feel shitty and women don't say things and it's everywhere and it sucks. And, Mm. and there's still, you know, we haven't, we haven't like solved like our behavior issues. There's still a lot of guys that just want to be guys and, give you a shoulder rub, even though you didn't ask for it or lick a drink off your arm or stuff. Like I'm reading all kinds of stories on Twitter about women who haven't had the extreme experiences, but who were just made to feel uncomfortable on a regular basis and mm-hmm. be like, well, I won't really want to work at blizzard. Yeah. I guess I'll, and, I guess I'll and, put up with these creepy dudes. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing is, is I don't think it's productive ever to try to get into a race to the bottom when it comes to being a victim of things. Like there's some, horrendous things in this like you said you mentioned the person who committed suicide and you know we don't know a hundred percent if that was a direct result of what was going on but you can certainly read into it and say hey even if it wasn't a hundred percent that this certainly couldn't have helped and you can say you know that's by far you know somebody's not alive anymore because of this sort of behavior and that's easily the most tragic but then to to try and put a label or a cap on that, I feel like it also belittles the other things that people went through, the other women who um, had to suffer abuses and things like that. But then at the same time, like there's so it spreads out. The thing about this thing is that it it goes out and it affects so many people. We already talked about the people who work there, who thought they were working for one company and then had to wake up and find out they were working for another. The people who maybe wanted to work there. And had aspirations to go into this. I mean, Scott, your your daughter wants to go into video game design. Yeah, she and literally just graduated with a degree that 
that they need to get her in there. And like the, now, I'm like, where am where am I even sending you? Like, where are you going to go? You Ubisoft? Right. Nope. Riot? Maybe not. How about Blizzard? Ugh. Ubisoft has new allegations. There's another one too. Uh, CD Projekt yeah, Red, they, I think, had some heat about this too as yeah. well. Yeah, There's this industry. Bunch. This and industry so, reminds me of a. It's like a business that's hit its adolescence and is is now is now rightfully being held to a standard that, that they have to start matching to. It just needs to freaking mature and knock it off. It has to. I think and you're the, right, but the, I think this is a reality and not just games. No, I know it's like, not. I, I'm it's, not saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that. I don't I know I don't want to give that impression. I don't think this is a games problem. It is a societal yeah. problem. But this but business thing- has gotten away with it for a long time because it was kind of low level and the kids play games. We don't know what video games are. Who are these companies anyway? That's not like that anymore, you know? So mm-hmm. I just feel like it's more out there. Sorry, John, you were saying the thing I, I keep coming back to as I as I heard this news and kind of took in people saying it was so many people too on top of this were saying, well, I had heard rumors or, oh, this is I had heard stuff. And you heard a lot of people saying that they heard stories and there were a lot of people I had heard rumors. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't remember where it came from, but I remember somebody telling me at one point, hey, one of these days, the shoe's going to drop on Blizzard for this. Yeah, like there, uh, I've heard things, and this is this is gonna this is gonna fall for them too. Yeah. And it's just waiting for when. And this was so far beyond what I had even heard. Like it's shocking. And so for players, whether you kind of knew it was coming, it's still a shock. Because it was so much worse than I thought. And then there are people who had no idea until right now. And like like you said, it's a hard thing to deal with. We should be able to separate what we're doing and the positives of a video game and the positive relationships we've made in that video game. And we should be able to look at it and go, well, we came together and we created this show on the foundation of something. It kind of doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but... It, it exists separate from a corporate entity and their practices. And we should be happy for the good bits of that. And we should condemn the bad bits of that. Well, yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that it impacts us, that we think about it every day. And there's a ton of players being impacted by that. So that's the whole reason why I just think like getting into the, who's more or less of a victim here. It's just, it's a race downhill. It's not good. A lot of people are now victims because of the actions of, uh, ultimately a few by comparison and i think we all need to just come together and support each other and talk about it and try and find a way you know it's like dealing with it's it's like dealing with an illness you don't ignore it and have it get better you have to even if it's painful draw attention to it look at it deal with it say this is awful and terrible we're going to punish it and get it out of here so we can we can yeah. actually have what we want having sunlight on it is good it. it's good and healthy to have sunlight on anything and and you know you could argue that anytime this happens it's it's the start of something better but um also there's there's a lot of money involved there are you know it's complicated in a in a in a corporate way that makes things persist that you know i I just I don't know. I'm I'm feeling so down about it that I don't really know what to think of it. But I can tell you this: this is the simple answer for me. I'm not playing any Blizzard games or buying any Blizzard games or subscribing to any Blizzard games anymore until they 
radically clean house. I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it. I can't in good conscience. Like, had I not just changed the focus of the instance to be broader MMO coverage like two weeks ago? Nice time. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, okay. I'd be out. I'd be saying, yeah, <laughs> we're done. It's, this is over. We're out of here. And I'm not, you know, I, and in some ways I'm glad that we didn't because I, I, I wanted to start doing that, that broader coverage anyway. But um, I can't do it. I just can't even do it. I can't even, I can't, I'm not even buying Diablo 4 until they fix this. And that's like me saying, well, I'm not going to eat food. <laughs> I love Diablo. You don't even understand how, how, how burned into my bones Diablo, my love of Diablo is. And how that's, I mean, it is yeah. the, it's one of the arteries, arterial veins that go to the heart of my gaming life and has been since its inception, since Diablo 1 and 2 and Three, it's so important to me, but I'm not doing it. And I know it's only my 60 bucks, but I don't care. I don't have any other power in this. So I'm just not going to do it. It's not cool. I know too many amazing women at that company who I've worked with through multiple years who were always the highlight of the interaction. They are so pro and so good at what they did. And so like perfect the perfect best kind of ambassadors for that company possible and i never ever had anybody i dealt with where i went oh boy i wish somebody else was here they were the best ones it was the dudes who often sucked okay they were harder to work with or whatever and i don't know what that says i don't know what that means but the fact that any of them are treated this way fires me up in a way i haven't been mad at in a long time so the bottom line for me is this i'm gonna keep making content core is what it is now because we already pulled that camera out we already do something different here and this is part of the news cycle we cover it and everything else but i'm done until they fix it they fix it great and by fix it i mean it needs to be transparent and they need to be open and 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 they need to talk about it i dude i just hosted their freaking q a this february like this is a company who i (laughs) I, the idea of me moving to some, you know, s- to some space away from them, it was in- unconscionably sound, uh, weird sounding in my head before now. Not after this. Now you can say, well, Scott, all of these, all of this is alleged until it's, you know, gone through trial. Fine, I'll wait till that's all over and everything's done, and I see some actual cleanup. They basically, in their response, admitted to it anyway, and said, well, we've been doing better, but we really didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. Which is it? Double speak, Jones over there. Like mm-hmm. their response was shit. You think their response for Blizzchung and uh, the firing of everybody, HTC ending and all that stuff. You think those were bad messages? Go read Blizzard's lawyer's response to this lawsuit. Holy yeah. shit. Like right now, F them. Honestly, F them. And that doesn't mean F the personal relationships that I still have in and without that company and the friendships that I still have because of that company, including you guys. Like, again, it's, it's a broad net. It's it's undeniable in my life how broad that net is, but I cannot give them another penny and and any support until they until they fix this. And it, Blizzard, if you would have asked me, I would said Blizzard would have been the least likely to be in this situation, you know, a few years like just based on outward appearances, right? That's that's ninety you know, percent of the problem. Because did I completely yeah. lose my mind over Ubisoft? No, I went. No. Well, I know people up there and I know that this is happening in that office and they'll they'll probably take care of it and I'll still I'll still probably play Legion. I can't do this this time because there is that baggage bow. It's like 
I'm it's much so turned off from any AAA studio at this point. I just want to play indies. No, <laughs> like that's the other thing. I'm a, I'm a little bit like you know what man like because these are see like we can we can use science that were made by bigots and still feel okay, and we can read read great literature from problematic people in history. They're not really profiting from my experience of whatever it was they made that might have something worthy of me in experiencing it. Right. But these things are like casino. Like I don't want to speak derisively about games, but they're like casinos in that they're you know generators of revenue currently. So they are assholes lining their pockets while I'm enjoying in their, real their, time. Their art. If I could just yeah. play the art, enjoy the art of the game without you know it was just World of Warcraft and no one was making money off of it, or you know it wasn't this other thing. Even if it was made by terrible people in 1822. But it was great today. Like maybe it'd be okay, yeah. but like by actively funneling money towards them in droves. I mean, I'm just feeling now more than ever that I I really like video games, but I also really like uh, being a good person. Yeah, <laughs> and feeling like I'm funding like shitheads makes me feel like not wanting to do that. Yeah. Now <laughs> and part so of I'm like part of me knows, and you know this, I'm sure. Of course, we do that when we pay for a wow subscription we're also helping pay for a lot of employees to have a to to live their life but at some point at some point there just has to be one action you can take and it's the only one i have right well, very yeah, basic you, got, con- you gotta do what what feels right because that that's the thing i'll say it's a real easy thing for me to say i'm not gonna buy anything from blizzard for the foreseeable future because they're not putting anything out that I particularly want until even until we get to Diablo four. But, um, and I was, I was done with wow a while ago. That was an easy bridge to burn, but you know, I think that there are a lot of people that are in a very different position. I think there are a lot of people who just play the games and have found communities and friends and relationships and a way to communicate and connect to people through a video game because it's a social video game and those relationships are important to their life. And do I think those people need to give them up to send a broader message to Blizzard? I don't think so. I I think you need to do what you're comfortable with. If you want to take a stand and you want to say, no, I'm done with Blizzard, I screw that company, I'm walking away from it, they aren't going to see another dollar of mine, I completely get it. I think that's it makes a ton of sense. It's logical. If you're going to say, look, I still love their games and I hope the culture changes, but this means a lot to me, this is my escapism, this is my joy, this is my happiness, and there's a lot of good people in that company that still deserve support that are trying to do good things i support that too you got to do what you feel right and comfortable with and i i don't think it's really our place necessarily not that either of you two are doing this but it's not our place to tell people what they have to do oh yeah no i'm not i prescribe nothing to anyone about any of this everyone do what you are going to do because you're going to anyway whatever whether it aligns with what i'm going to do or not but but i that's why they're being held to account they'll still you know I mean, the way I, I the, what do you think? Okay, Bo, what do you think the chances are that either Jay Allen Brack or Bobby Kotick, even that this is enough? This one creates enough blowback more than in Blizz Chung, more than any of the others, all their other controversies over the years. This one has enough blowback on investors and their confidence 
that one or two or both of those dudes have to resign and they and they got to get fresh leadership in there. Do you think that's possible? Um, I think they should resign and they should bend over backward. Like they need a complete rethink, but it's not likely to happen. I mean, hmm. I, you know, they make it. It's it, it really looks to me like it's a based on even the salaries and wages that things are working and that they know better how to make money than all the idiots like us who have great opinions, but aren't running multi-billion dollar video game companies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, probably they, they, they retire. I don't think anyone is anyone going to be put on up as a sacrificial lamb. Maybe. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Brack goes because of this. You think so? I wouldn't be surprised. I like, for one, he's one of two people named in the lawsuit. Now, not in a damning way, um, like Afraziabi was. Um, he gets named as basically like a person that a lot of these reports went to and less than stellar responses came from. So, if anything, the worst that the official court documents accuse him of is just not taking things seriously enough and not taking strong enough action to correct it. But I think when you're one of two names on a document, that puts a big spotlight on you. And I think Blizzard's already in a pretty bad spot. Um, So I can see there being a, hey, you know, you're you're one of two sacrificial lambs. I mean, like you said, there's a good chance that uh, Alex Afraziabi going was, you know, a sacrifice of sorts. In fact, I have even heard that too. Was that I'd also he got that, offered yeah. he got offered up so that other people could continue to, but it, it wasn't very public. Get like, away we, with it. No, we need it someone in the ta- we need someone to stone in the town square. No, it was very right. quiet. Yeah, it was quiet to the and, point that I asked. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this. I'll just say yeah. I was in a meeting <laughs> where not do that. I was in a meeting where I where I we were planning on some stuff and I asked, wait a minute, where's Alex? And and then I got the I got a really weird response. So I'm not gonna get into it. But the point is like, yeah, there's probably stuff there. And he I hope he gets subpoenaed out of that damn island and back here and has to freaking face something for this. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a specific criminal uh you know, um, with a target on him or anything. That's not we, how this, we don't, this we don't know that he did anything. Something's criminal. Like that's going to be determined by court. Right. right. And I guess the hope would be generically that justice is served to those who've really violated like the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whoever, like we have, the complaint is not, even though it looks detailed to us, it's not particularly detailed. Like we're not being provi- provided with specific smoking gun examples i feel like that's going to come down the line right as everything if it does then it does if it does this is a civic matter yeah. for now so yeah you're totally right um it's, you know it won't be the last we're hearing about it that's the sad part is this this, this these headlines are now going to dominate about blizzard for uh some time to come okay let's ask this question do you think um you think there's ever a blizzcon again <laughs> not that i'm i would go because i wouldn't not until they clean up but you know, what do you think the chances well, are? Guess Especially now Damage that we control. know that that was like the prime zone for the a lot of this behavior. Yeah, a so, lot of this showed up yeah. there, and that's where I always heard the rumors. It's also where I saw fishy stuff. It's it's where you just kind of felt yep. weird sometimes about things, and I get I get that that was like the breeding ground for this for a lot of those guys, but but like I don't know, man. I don't know if there is community <laughs> people too. 
I, oh, yeah, I distinctly remember us going to that Blizzard meet and greet and us having the, I like to think of it as the cool guy couch, but it definitely <laughs> had the feeling of, well, this is where the people who aren't trying to just hook up with random women are sitting. Yeah. Um, I certainly had a much better time than I think they did, but... Uh, but I mean, you could see it. It was it was apparent. We all went there and we sat on a couch and talked about nerdy things and geeked out with all our friends and employees there, former employees there that we got along with and watched a bunch of other people get plastered and flirt at the bar. Yeah, yeah. I thought the bar stuff was weird. I'm like, didn't I go to come to a nerd convention? Why are we at a bar? Like, I don't mean that. Right, <laughs> but why are we playing board games? Like. You know, nerdtacular is what I was expecting. It's got nerd in the name, and what did we do? We didn't go to a bar. We broke on all the tables and played board games for miles and miles as far as the eye could see. Yeah. I'm like, why? This, you know, anyways. You're, it just seemed a fair point. Me, I remember but, my first BlizzCon thinking, oh, it's more, it's, there's a lot of this. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Like, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't bother me so much at the time, but it, but it told me, uh, you know, this is a convention where people rip loose and it's not just well, a, it's a business. Some people are probably the drinker type, so they want to go to the bar, like have that, I guess, for them. But it just seemed I don't know. I definitely wasn't feeling it. chat room. Well, in Utah, you can't actually drink. That's horseshit. You can drink just fine here. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So whether they do or don't, whatever they do, the next few months will probably be illustrative of what the future holds. Um. You know, it starts to, your brain can really go places. You can start saying, is this why um, Jeff Kaplan left in such a short huff? Is this why uh, back in the day uh, a bunch of other people couldn't wait to get out of there because they just felt like this was all falling apart or there were there were problems they could control or whatever? Like, the, I always the, scratch my head over Ben Brode. I'm like, he's the voice of Hearthstone. He is beloved. Why would he leave and start his own company? He's in a giant world megacorp and we love him. But were they part of this? Like he's part of leadership of some teams where they just like, this place sucks, man. They're like super fratty or bro, let's just leave and do our own. Like not even just that they were feeling like they were part of it and left for danger, but just left because we want to make games, yo. Like, let me get the hell out of this dump. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I honestly, and this is, this is where it gets iffy. I don't want to accuse anyone of anything. Like, again, we've said the names that are in the lawsuit. That's what we know. Um, but I mean, for all we know, some of these leavings and starting new companies could be to continue that culture. Cause we don't know who was participating yeah. in it. Like it could be to escape it. It could be to continue it because pressure was mounting to, to stop it. And like, Hey, we want to keep things the, the way they were. So, uh, you just don't know. And well, that's part of why it's extra shitty and people need to be able to bring this to attention because, People can't just keep moving around and getting away with it in other places. Yeah, it needs to be stamped out everywhere. Uh, Frazarabi, I know I'm not saying that right. I wish his name was easier to say because then we could just say it. But um, he, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Now it was, it was, it was good. I had a good. Th- oh, he's been there since. Two- <laughs> guys, you're going to like this one. He was. <laughs> you're going to love this one, guys. No, he was there in 2003. Um. So before, right before and after WoW's big explosive moment. Um, so we're not talking about people that were just there the last couple of years during this this investigation. If I had to guess, again, it's a guess, but it seems like this, a lot of this stuff is like runs through deep and has been there for a long time. And that could imp- implicate a lot of things. I could say that Morheim turned a blind eye to some of this behavior. It could say that, 
you know, do I do I think Morheim was out hunting for the ladies on a bar on bar hopping night? No, probably not. Um, but indirectly, kind of in the jab kind of way, where it's like, oh yeah, that's not good. I'll I'll talk to him and then not really doing anything about it. Did that happen a lot? Probably. That's how this stuff goes on. It's people just sort of let it slide, and you know, he ended up getting promoted, promoted, promoted during this time. Eventually getting a massive payout. And by the way, if Kodak does resign or is forced to resign, do you know what his payout is? No matter what that looks like, whether he quits on his own or they force him, their prenup basically with him uh, is somewhere to the tune of $269 million when he leaves, no matter what, no matter the reason, no matter the malfeasance, no matter the negative positive, it doesn't matter. Almost 300 million just to walk out of there. Um, Yeah. And I don't think this comes back on Kodak, though. I think he is so far removed from any of this. Like, even if they tried, even if somebody was like, I'm going to take down Bobby. Uh, I don't think they're getting to him. I okay. think I, I think these are isolated and separated enough from him to where. I don't I, know. I they're the parents. Considering the there. complaint focuses on the, the WoW team and Blizzard, the Blizzard house. That's all the more reason for Activision to come in and say, like, okay, guys, you fucked it up. Oops, sorry. But no, you're fine. You messed it you're up. Right. Like, we're, 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 we're taking it away from you. <laughs> and now Bobby Kodak's making the Blizzard decisions. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this may finally push that I, and line. I see people saying it should fall on him as CEO. I'm not saying it shouldn't. I'm saying it won't. There's a difference between those two. I think he's separated enough from it. I don't think Bobby Kodak knows everything that's going on in Blizzard. Yeah. I don't think he knows a lot of what's going on in Blizzard. I've known CEOs of small companies where instead of 4,000 employees, and that's just the Blizzard side, it it had uh, 20 employees, and the CEO didn't have a freaking clue what was going on (laughs) in that building. So uh, I'm just saying, right or wrong, I don't think it's going to Bobby Kotick. I don't think this is the end of, of him because of this. I don't yeah. Think so either. Plus, again, it's a monster payout. He made 115 million dollars last year just existing there. Imagine, and it's pervasive. They're going to pick a few sacrificial lambs, but they're going to protect their own as much as possible. And they're yeah. sycophants. I mean, that's just how all companies work. Yeah, and if Jab like goes, people, Jab will have that golden parachute. I promise you, he sure. will have. Some people go get the golden parachute. The rest of the perpetrators will try to be less per, less lechy, please, but still get to stay. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. I hate all of it, and I hope. Remember, bigots and abusers, like everybody, has labor rights. You know, so even the people, like if unless you've done something that clearly violates some sort of thing, like they can be protected just as much as anyone else can. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, I'm going to try to have the attitude that sunlight is good, exposure is good, that it leads to better time, and that this will. This this can be salvaged. Um, that may sound Pollyanna-ish, but I know that I do that a lot with this sort of thing. I feel like a naive child when I hear about this kind of stuff. When I hear about the kinds of things people do to other people in the workplace, I feel like I'm on a different planet. I don't get it. I just don't understand. And these guys were my game. They were the top of the heap, man. They were my game heroes. They were up there on the top looking down on everything else. And it turns out that may have always been bullshit. So anyway, I think we've said there were good people there. I think we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's just hard to see because companies don't, we don't, they're not open. So we don't know. We can just guess. Just so try to 
find trustworthy sources and take their word for who was good and who wasn't because it's a big ship, right? It's 9,500 employees. Like some of them, it's just statistically speaking, when you're that size, there's going to be bad eggs. And if there's a bad egg in a leadership position, that's going to bring in more bad eggs. That, that's sort of what it looks like, like to me, like even if he was there since 2003, that bad egg encourages a certain type of behavior. Someone else has a different idea of what the culture should be. And then there's debate and, you know, in democracies, we love debate. So it's sort of seen as a good thing, but, Turds kind of seem to have won out here. I also think if you have enough time to do this to some employee, you don't, your job doesn't have enough stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds weird, but like, it's no excuse, but like if they were given like, I mean, in the, in the complaint, they were just like, here's my work. You're a woman, take the work and let me go and play video games. Like that's what's alleged in this complaint. And I don't disbelieve it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it's really awful. Like I think it's pretty egregious uh, based on what's there. And honestly, like from the stories that women who have worked at Blizzard who are sharing on Twitter, and there's a lot of them, seems to have been fairly normal. And, like, and I, I feel really badly because, I mean, who cares about working at Blizzard? Work somewhere where people treat you with respect. I'm not telling them to. I'm just saying like everyone deserves a job where they don't have to endure these hostilities that's and it's not hard to we're not here to take care of each other like, like n- it's not hard to not be a monster like <laughs> we're just here to take care of each other you want a job but then you want to like you know have a house like so do that for other people that's what people in leadership are supposed to do You're not supposed to be like well i'm a leader so maybe if you do my work for me and let me uh give you a back massage then you know you can keep your job not, but I'm still gonna pay you less. Like that, you know. It's like that's not what what we're that's not what we're trying to dream of when we dream of a beautiful society, the democratic society that we live in. We just want everyone. No one goes to work because they want to endure bullshit. Like they just want to work so they can feed their family, take care of their loved ones. Like it's just not what anybody signs up for. Piss off with that shit. Yeah, like, it's already. I think that's part Assholes. of it. The other thing is this 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 personal realization that. um I'm in a position where I don't have to worry about those things. I've never been a woman in a workplace who was discriminated against, treated poorly, sexually harassed or otherwise. I'm a cis white male kind of can exist and, 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 and doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means I don't see this stuff. And so when it happens, yeah. I'm bowled over by it because I don't understand where the hell it came from. But if you ask any, any women out there, including my own daughters in their workplaces and in their school time and anything else, They've all had experiences. All of them have had something like this, something threatening, something awful, something they even kept to themselves because that's how the rest of the world does everything. And I'm just kind of doop-a-doop-a-doo. Hey, everybody, check it out. I'm on Twitch. Like, it's just not. (laughs) Remember that the next time you're beating yourself up over something, because I have to do that too. I'm like, I've never once in 20 years of working done anything even close to this i work with all women like everyone in my office is pretty much like we're one of two guys like it you know i'm very comfortable and don't don't need to do any of this at all i just i come to work i don't want people to mess with me so i don't mess with them in any way we're here to work and focus on the work and then go home and do some other shit in our own on our own time it it's it's a respect thing. It's having respect for other human beings. You're not, whether it's a gender thing or not, I realize it's a gender issue, but it's just respect for another human being. If we went on the show and I was like, Scott, can I just 
borrow your hard drive. I'm going to send you 500 pictures of penises. I just need you to hold them for me. You'd be like, dude, we just do a podcast <laughs> together. I don't want to hold on to your penis pictures. <laughs> right? Like, you know, right, it's, I, don't it's, want that. I really don't. Yeah. Even Scott had the courtesy of deleting the penis picture he sent us. Right. And that was of somebody else's <laughs> yeah. penis. Right. That was somebody else's <laughs> But we gave him permission. He asked right. permission again. Yeah. He was like, you guys are co workers. Do you want to see Stephen Dorff's penis? We're like, yeah. okay. To be fair, though, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even here we're not exempt. Oh my god, oh, Stephen Dorff's penis! I knew that would come back to haunt me. That thing. Um, all right. It's haunting. I, I tell you. It well, this haunting. is as good as any time to to move on for the subject. But um, I can uh, maybe just as a warning to those who listen to both this and the instance tomorrow. John is joining me as a guest host while Garrett's still out of town. That poor guy. All this stuff's happening while he's on vacation. <laughs> um, he, uh, John, will be there tomorrow, and we're going to we're going to st- discuss why Final Fantasy XIV is experiencing such explosive growth and interest right now, and how that relates to the rest of the MMO business. But we'll bring this up again, and we'll talk about some of these aspects again because that show is a place where that's just going to happen. So, just letting you know, some of this you may hear, you know again or or parts of or you know whatever if we've destroyed your mind on it tonight then maybe skip the first part of that episode i don't know but uh yeah watch for that tomorrow at noon 30 uh, mountain time where john will be joining me live all right let's move on to this story uh new world uh it came out in beta closed beta although kind of open beta if you bought it right if you bought the game pre-ordered it they let you in that was the deal i think you had to get the deluxe version maybe i don't know something like that if you bought it you could play it right basically and uh some people got it just because they got codes or whatever i had a uh, listener kevin who was like hey i have an extra one of these they basically just say here's your code and and give one to your friend and uh, he didn't say i don't have a friend but he basically said hey do you want to be that friend i said sure i'll give it a shot and that was like the day before so i wasn't actually planning on playing it but once i got it i was able to get in uh john i know you had some time in it and we'll talk about the game Maybe we'll talk about it now. This is as good a time as any. Yeah, let's um, talk about it. So the the main story here is that it started bricking certain uh, GTX 3090 cards. Specifically, if you dig down, you find out these are the ones made by EVGA, a very popular third-party manufacturer that makes NVIDIA cards. And their 3090 version of the 3090, uh, they started bricking for various people. And they narrowed it down, they think, to uncapped frame rate in the game which the game supports and as a result uh today they put a hot patch up that basically locked the frame rate at some level and you could still go manually remove it but they were you know did it as a way to say look if you have a 3090 maybe leave that capped at 60 or whatever the frames were um otherwise we think maybe this is tied to that it has something to do with the circuitry and the way the heat management happens on that particular manufactured card um it sucks because that's a really expensive card (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah that's a bad and hard to get yeah. as a matter of fact yeah. so even if you were like oh man my video card bricked uh yeah good luck replacing it because it's and you know that what sucks. john you know what's that harder to sucks. find than a video card at all is a replacement for the one you burned so yeah maybe don't maybe don't run uncapped on that thing i mean i've already played all i'm gonna play until it comes out but i was intrigued by it i found it um i found it interesting from a couple of angles mainly if you're looking for an mmo that is very craft focused crafting focused this thing is your party town man man like this is like the first things you do in the game like the tutorials like yeah go whack a couple things and run around for a second but really get over here and make a bunch of shit 
and you do, you just like are making, making, making and learning how all those systems work. And it's pretty good. It's, it's a well, I think it's a well-made crafting system, but the game is just littered with it. It's, it's literally on the ground. There are things you're supposed to be picking up all the time, kind of like a survival game. Um, and it's clear that this game at one point was leaning more that direction and less traditional MMO like it is now. Um, what did you think of the game in your time in there? So uh, I'm kind of mixed on the game, um, honestly. I think the bones of the game are really good. Like, I think there's a good foundation, so I think there's a lot of potential for the game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a word I would use a lot. If, if you get in and you're intrigued, I, I think it's worth sticking with to some degree because I think they're... I think the stuff that is most important to the core of the experience is good. Mm-hmm. I found myself really liking the way the game controlled um, and played. I found myself generally thinking the graphics were pretty good. Um, the, like you said, the crafting system uh, is is actually really good. Picking stuff up, being able to interact with the environment and feel like you're making an impact on it, like... All that stuff is good, and that stuff's important. Although it has the dinkiest jump I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> it's really uh, dinky. Yeah. <laughs> the tutorial's like, press space to jump over obstacles. I was like, what obstacle? I didn't make it over this tiny stream of water that you gave me the prompt next to. Yeah. I couldn't clear it. But uh, I, I, So I think at its core, what's there is, is solid. And I think yeah. if you're into games uh, that are kind of more those survival games where you're crafting a lot and all of that, I think this might be a very intriguing MMO for you to move in the direction of. So I think it's going to have its audience, too. Yeah. Here's the things I don't like about that game, Go besides it. the jump. Go for it. One, it suffers from Elder Scrolls art style a little too much, in my Oh, opinion. I wondered if this it was going to be a part of suffers. this. Okay. Right. It looks bland as shit. Like... <laughs> Every time I got a new item, I was more bored than the item that came before it. Like, the closest thing to a cool-looking item was that, like, kind of conquistador mask that the guy's wearing at the beginning. Oh. Like, that thing does look pretty cool and has a little level of art to it. But everything else is just the, like... It's like going to the Renaissance Fair. Like it looks like people just dressing up in period piece costumes, and I just I hate the look of it. Like there's just no style, and like even on your fantastical creatures, because it's got like kind of quasi zombies. Like okay, it's blue mucky humans, and like oh, there's black clouds and red lightning, and I just don't think any of that stuff looks impressive it falls into what i consider elder scrolls art which is we went for a realistic aesthetic therefore all of our art style is boring i think that's actually i I think elder scrolls is more interesting we all know how i feel about elder scrolls i I agree with this this is actually that's funny because i don't actually i don't disagree with you i think that the game uh looks better or sorry the, the the elder scrolls looks better than this game and didn't expect that here now as far as like the environments like it's a lot more lush here we got a lot of moving grass and trees that move you know kind of some of those things um so it's i think the world itself looks okay but characterization and stuff for for me it just looks too much like hey it's old explorer time this doesn't look like fantasy time to me this looks like hey uh people are into those those uh 
survival games. What if we made one about the 1700s? And that's what these people look like to me. And I don't like that either. I'm not a huge fan of the look. So you and I agree, actually, on this point. I also yeah, think the combat's so. really bad. I think the combat is really bad. And I'm surprised by that because the combat in Elder Scrolls is as close as comparison because it, it uses the first, you know, the the third person aiming stuff. It's it's very similar in that way. Uh it does a way better job than this with combat. The combat here is bad. And I don't yeah, love it. Yeah, I didn't love it. I didn't actually hate it, but it it didn't I didn't go, oh yeah, I can't wait to play hours and hours of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it felt okay. I would say I mean, you've put a lot more time into Elder Scrolls than me. Yeah. They felt comparable to me. Yeah. Um, but it's I thought it was okay. Like I I found myself because of how the game played, mm-hmm. wanting to go back to it when I was done with my playtime with same, it. Same. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to go in and just, you know, beat some stuff up. And it kind of feels good to hit Q and do a big rush shield slam. Like, that kind of felt good. But I, I also see what you mean. Like, it's it's not hard hitting. It's a little floaty and a little... Yeah, that's the good know. way of saying it. It is a little floaty. Floaty. That's how a lot of this feels is floaty. And like I said, look, like chat, you're looking at this video. That's some really nice environmental stuff. That's nice. The lighting, the, you know, the, the, the water's really bad. Like I mentioned the water, water's bad, bad, bad water tech. Uh, but the, you know, the overall fighting of it, it might look on the surface of it like, oh, well, that's just Elder Scrolls. And it kind of is, but Elder Scrolls has had some time to refine that. It just feels better. Um, having played that more recently, I think that jumped out at me overall though. I think I'm getting this. And there's no subscription, so, you know, I don't really have much to lose. And I really, oh, the other thing I was going to say, I really like the interface. I like the UI stuff. Um, the the upgrade screens, the crafting screens, just really straightforward, clean, nice aesthetic to that stuff, I think. Um, I thought it had a good look, but maybe I've been just too used to smaller ones. Everything felt blown up. So I was playing in 4K, and... Yet somehow all my windows, all the windows in that game were a size that was like, am I playing on 800 by 600? Why does this take up my entire screen? Why everything just felt a little too large on the UI front. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a terrible thing. I don't have great eyes. I got glasses. Uh, So there's a part of me that appreciated it. I was like, oh, I can see it. But I just couldn't get past this. Like it had an old like back in the day where everything took up the entire screen kind of feel when the UI got pulled up. It's definitely something they're doing. The UI elements fill the screen and I don't know why I like it. Something about it reminds me actually of wilder myth of all things. There's like a, just a, I don't know, just an easy way to pull everything up and go, Oh, that's that. Okay. Click that. Do this. Like there's no, it's not all tiny little text wrapped up in a little intricate fantasy art. It's, there's just something big and easy to use about it, but maybe it's a little too big, maybe a little too Fisher price to make uh, it easy. on. Is this for consoles too? Uh, it is going to be on consoles. So yeah, I would assume that's part probably of probably designed somewhat with TV in mind. TVs yeah. in mind. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. That could be. I mean, Elder Scrolls does that with, they basically have two interfaces. They have the PC interface. Well, so does, so does um, final fantasy 14, the PS4, PS5 yeah. uh, interfaces is rather different than the than the default one, but even more so in ESO. And this one looks like it'll probably share a lot of those elements. And I did use a controller for a bit and went back and forth, and it didn't change much. The inter- the interface seemed like it was meant to work for both. So 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it. I, you know, I'm not, nothing in here yet has made me go, oh, the character in this story. Like, I'm not feeling any of that yet. So. Yeah, this seems like, so there's kind of a few schools of thought with uh, MMOs, you know, and, and I think the weapon system actually speaks to this too. Um, and that is, you know, you have one where, it's kind of like, here's your open world to go explore with friends. Mm-hmm. And this definitely feels like it falls into that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like Final Fantasy, which is super heavily narrative driven. And they're going to tell you a story. And this feels about as far away from that as it can possibly be, yeah. which is nice. Cause I, I mean, you don't want to feel like you're just playing the same game. It's part of the reason why I'm glad we're kind of getting away from the era of wow clones mm-hmm. where everybody's just trying to do world of Warcraft slightly different. And so I, I kind of appreciate that this, my time in this, didn't feel like my time in final fantasy. They felt like two distinctly different products, but as a result, I don't have a lot of high hopes that I'm going to be told an interesting story, yeah. especially because the most interesting thing I fought was woodland creatures. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a deer? <laughs> like a bear. Yeah, like, a deer. like bears, yeah. a deer, and... Uh, boars. Wolves, boars. Yeah. Like, there there was a like zombie them. man. Like, they start you with zombie men, but then you evolve into just like druid familiars and it's like okay <laughs> they're druid familiars except they're just the animals like there's nothing magic about <laughs> there's, it there's no druid it's no the there's no druid they're just druid forms without the druid i mean basically the bear the the first bear i killed the whole point was to skin it and get the points for that um and again i cannot emphasize this enough the game is really about crafting and i'm not saying that's bad i'm not even normally a crafting guy i don't like that in most mmos i don't like the systems I really enjoyed it here. I, I had fun finding shit and going, all right, go make one of these now because I'm not building a home camp. That'll be part of what you contribute to on a city level. It's part of this systems game or this game systems. But, but it's not like, you know, all right, I got to build my house and then my bed. No, it's nighttime. I'm going to die in here. This isn't a survival game in that traditional sense. It's very much an MMO in that traditional sense, but they've included this stuff where Bo, you'll walk through the forest and, you look down, it'll say, pick up flint, pick up flint, pick up flint, like all this flint on the ground. And you can oh. grab a bunch of flint. And you want to chop that tree down? Cool, you got an axe. Go chop that tree down. And that axe wears out over time, so you better have another one. And go make another axe if you don't have one. And then lots of random yeah, loot wonderful. drops. And Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's one of those. It's it's that. I, I don't want to overemphasize it, but I think that is the emphasis of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, there are people who like that. Valheim was a big hit, which I kind of wish I played it more, but there are people who enjoy that's a that's a game type that for some people is enjoyable yeah the, the Valheimer resources building your yeah. own stuff like the Valheimer yeah. people i don't know what they call themselves Valheimers is that okay to call them that it's fine i think so Valheimers Valheimer uh, they will like that aspect of this whether they like the, all the other trappings cuz it's not a survival game you you die and you can respawn and you know it's it's an MMO um you're meant to just people keep, are saying it it sounds yeah. a lot like Black Desert Online, which I could totally see. The crafting in that game is also very emphasized. Oh yeah. Um, have you heard about yeah, Sword actually, um really- Sword Fanny? Oh, we gotta I have to ask you about this. Sword Fanny. <laughs> Not Hold Sword on. Fanny. Sign Hold me up. On. Hold on. <laughs> Sword Art Online? No, oh, damn it. Let me find it. It's called I got a key and I haven't installed it yet. And I wanted to ask <laughs> the chat and you guys if you had heard of Here It Comes. Swords of Legends Online. 
<laughs> no, but I see Was they use the game name generator. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed That's... to be one of those, but really good. Is that on Steam? Is that like the new thing? I feel like I saw it advertised heavily on Steam. It is on Steam. Is that possible? Yeah, it is on Steam. Yeah. It, it describes itself as a visually stunning MMORPG, six available classes, each with two different roles, fast-paced action combat system, so it's an action RPG kind of system for fighting, exciting story-driven gameplay and voiced cutscenes, tons of dungeons and different difficulty levels, gripping endgame content with epic, epic PvP battles, huge selection of flying mounts, and extensive housing system. And it's very, yeah, it's like one of these Korean MMOs. Yeah. I'm going to play it because I want to know. Well, I mean, give it a try. It, that definitely looks Black Desert Online-ish, yeah. but not quite as... What was good, the name? Sword of Legends Online? Sword of Legends Swords Online. of Legends. Swords of Legends. Swords I think Legends. this one would be, because I'm seeing it's the Chinese developer. Oh, you know, the Chinese? I think Black Desert's Korean um, developers. Yeah, I'm going to get you know, it. Jap- Japan, I'm sure, has its version as well. Like, Not that it's a bad thing. It's just it does definitely have distinct Chinese aesthetic to it, now that I pay attention. Yeah. It looks okay. That's what I'm seeing here. It actually, it looks, I mean, very graphically. If you just like, just don't tell me what game genre this is and you present what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, it looks, it's crazy. It looks amazing. Yeah, very it's imaginative. Pretty. It's pretty. So, yeah, yeah, this but the is title, what I want when I see something that is like going for a realistic look, but I want some art style to it. So for anybody that ever wonders why I harp on games, it, it doesn't have to look exactly like this, but this is a game that's definitely not going for the cartoony vibe but they actually have some art aesthetic to the world. Some stylization, and yeah. The high yeah. the high tier st- like high tier armor sets that they're shown in the trailer look pretty awesome too. Mm. But they always worry with what we call these eastern MMOs yeah, sure. maybe like they're full of gotcha mechanics like just buying loot boxes or weird non-traditional like go to a dungeon get a cool item thing but you know grind five of these uh, try to combine them together, have a random chance to fail, so you have to get five more, like that kind of shit. Like, you yeah. know, I worry uh, that that's, you know, it's more prevalent, I find, in Eastern MMOs than Western. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it a shot and see if it's, I don't even know what this key's for. Yeah, do it. Oh, it's for the collector's edition, so I guess I get extra stuff, but I get an assassin costume, some fiery wings that make me fly, and then a fancy housing bundle, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy, fancy housing, housing bundle. Give me your fancy housing bundle. Yeah. Well, anyway. It could be really good. I mean, who knows? Because I guess the title would also be a translation. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe in Mandarin, the name's super awesome, and we just get a bad title. And we're all looking forward to at least trying that uh, Lost Ark thing in December, right? I am. Uh, Lost Ark, I, yeah. I mean, mainly on the strength that you we want to, we want, I want a Diablo that I want to sink hours into. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want it to be really good because I might not get Diablo Four if Blizzard can't figure their shit out. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not back in the day, I didn't care so much because I was like, oh, and then Diablo Four is coming. Now, uh, now I might really need this game. I don't even awesome. know. I don't think I even want to that remaster until they, they need to. Uh, we've been through all this, but yes, please fix your shit. Is what we're saying. All right, so there's that New World. Uh, John and I played it. It's out. Watch your 3090s ass because it might burn up. Uh, and that game comes out the 4th of August, by the way. So it's soon. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's only, there's no subscription. It is a one-time purchase. And you play a giant open-world MMO. Although it is server-based, so you got to pick servers and all that. Or not servers, just regions, right? Or is there servers? 
No, they're servers. Are there? I'm See, on. I wish they were on? all. I okay. My favorite way that games MMOs can work is Eve Online and ESO. They both have unified single. They're multiple servers, but you don't. But you don't have to choose one. You're just all in the world. It's one you're giant on a mega shard. world. Yeah, you're a mm-hmm. mega world. That's what I wish all these games were. The day we can stop choosing a server, the sooner we'll be better people. Yeah, I'm with you there. That needs to be the future. Um, all right. Good news, Bo. I thought of you as soon as I heard this. EA had an Whoa. event today, a digital event, and they are remaking, not adding oh, yeah. on to or building a sequel for, but remaking Dead Space from the ground up. Ooh, next gen yes! console. <laughs> next gen <laughs> consoles and PCs only. What do you What do you think? First of all, what do you think about it being a remake and not a full blown? So I think the same thing as everyone else. Visceral Games did a great job making the Dead Space games, and they should can that studio. So it's, I don't know who's making it. Yeah. So if it, I pray to fingers crossed, I want this to be amazing because then I'll be happy. And if it is sucks, will it'll be you know well they they disbanded big corporation disbanded a thing and then sh- you know shit all over a uh, the franchise. But what I saw looked pretty good. It was yeah. very little. Yeah. But I really like the Dead Space franchise. So if they've got the right talent behind this project, I'm very very excited. I think. I think they nail these um, the isol- spaceship isolation aesthetic. Great! It feels like Alien films, but its own unique world. The limb cutting mechanic is great. It, it's slow and methodical, chopping off limbs. It has great jump scares. I love being in zero G and having to put my helmet on and go out into space and and just be terrified the whole time in space. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's and- the it's my favorite place for horror is space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like so Dead Space was like they made a game that felt like a space horror f- film. Yeah. But also a game. And I love it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I couldn't be happier, honestly. Like I, this took me by surprise. Um, I There were some rumors that this was going to happen. And so I was feeling like I wasn't too horribly surprised. But I had a little feeling happen when what's the character's name? Uh, Isaac Clark. Isaac Clark. <laughs> I think it's Clark. Isaac His name Clark. is so yeah, boring. It's Isaac Clark. When Isaac Clark. Uh, or when it shows the the room where you can't really even see what figure that is, but then you see his back uh, life mm-hmm. bar thing it's, that he's so famous for. Come on, yeah. I got excited. I got all weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's funny we haven't seen more of that. They tried to get rid of the HUD by making the HUD elements display on the back or come out of his wrist, like they pop up and he the waypoints even shoot out. Like it was really good at saying we don't want to have a lot of UI because we want you to be immersed, like graphically. It was cutting edge for its time. Mm-hmm. Funny story, I installed Dead Space on my Xbox like two days ago because I'm like, I think it's time for a playthrough. <laughs> so it's pretty odd timing. I was just like, I think I'm going to replay through the trilogy. And then, bam, we get this news today. Yeah. Um, they they made a lot of aesthetic gameplay choices that I'm surprised we haven't seen replicated more. Mm. Like the no the no HUD HUD where it's all in the back. Um, it, it, it just really adds a lot to the immersion element when you're just not you don't have these ui things reminding you you're playing a video game yeah um uh it's i'm i'm ecstatic for this game hopefully it's not filled with microtransaction hopefully they don't ea it up but it sounds like maybe they've turned a corner in recent times with some of this because i think some headlines lately oh yeah we're talking about ea moving away from the whole microtransaction the hell out of everything so maybe this might be a new era for the company fingers crossed yeah this feels like um, a return to a, a, a big single player focused 
game. Yeah. yeah. I, I just please make it good. You know, let bygones be bygones. Please don't have a bad work environment and make me not want to buy your game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I am stoked. Yeah. For for this, I am too. I'm I'm. I don't know. I don't even like horror games. They scare me, but I'll play this. It just it's it's like an execution, right? Like on paper, it could be any scale of good to bad, but yeah. Dead Space really executed. I find more right than wrong, even when they did some things a little wrong on the third one. I agree, John. That's a game you'll play, yeah. Yeah, I love Dead Space one and two are some of my favorite horror games ever made. Um, I think it being a remake is, uh, you know, from the ground up is really good. Cause I think dead space does show its age a little bit when you go back to it now, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> that game at the time was really, really revolutionary. And one of the scariest things I, I had ever played. Um, and I, I'm just so excited. I mean, dead space two will forever be one of my favorite video games of all time i loved dead space two and so if they can bring this up to kind of that level of quality um i'm excited for it because it's a franchise that didn't deserve to die i mean it is a franchise that you look at what they did with the third one i know bo likes it but you look at what they did with the third one and it's like why did you guys intentionally kill your franchise um it just seems like such a misguided decision with the way they went i'm i can't speak to the actual quality i didn't play it but that's a big part of because I saw what it was and went i have no interest in that and didn't play it oh that it got okay it it got hit with the EA whip, like as part of the whipping boy. It was a whipping boy for EA because of the microtransactions they did put in the game. Yeah. And definitely a bad move, but like the, the environment, like going to uh, the winter planet, like there's a great sequence where you're in a ship that crashes and the window, the wind, the, the front window of the ship explodes in and all the air gets sucked out. And then you spend some time. I like just there's this sort of shipyard of dead shipwrecks and you're floating between ship and to ship trying to survive. And there's aliens in all of them (laughs) and it's a really cool sequence. And then you land on a winter planet and you're in the thing all of a sudden, like it's too bad because I think the game like that entry was a really good entry as well. Yeah. Um, a ship graveyard. Thank you. A ship graveyard, if you will. I could have just said two words and I said 500, but you know, yeah. Uh, some quick Uh, credit. I mean, I, yeah, you no. swear by it. Kyle swears by it. I trust yeah. both of you. So I think there's a good chance that I slept on something that was actually good. But it was right around the same time uh, that game series Fear also decided to do a like third episode where it's like, what if we made it co-op? And uh, I that one did not receive as good of critical acclaim so uh it was a case of just like oh they're gonna just ruin every horror franchise now by making it co-op um i I guess i'm not interested it was unnecessary but in the case dead space still well executed it's just a game's not as scary when you're playing with a buddy like just because you can diffuse the tension it just does doesn't i agree yeah because you want to you're you're having dumb fun as soon as you bring in your friend even when it's Mm -hmm. serious you know Everybody who ever did co-op Gears of War did got up to dumb stuff with their friends. Oh, like that's yeah. just what you do when you have a buddy in a game and like the isolation is part of what makes video games scary. So I hope this relaunches Dead Space because I think that game legitimately has a very cool universe and feel and let's I hope like it's not a four player it. Dead Space thing. You and three of your buddies can progress through the Ish- Ishimura. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <I hope laughs> if it's that, I no thanks. Yeah, I don't want to do that. By the way, they uh, the did you guys remember the anime they had during 
the heyday of Dead Space. It was like, oh a, yeah, I watched it. I yeah. loved that. I, I never that seen that awesome. actually. And also, there was a Wii game that was on rails, but it was like a shooter on it was rails, a light gun game. I think. Yeah, yeah. that was freaking fun. It wasn't super scary or anything, but it was a fun mm. romp through that world that ship that's I on i think it's on xbox game passes like you can get all three i was just like oh man i can play the whole dead space series yeah i'm fine. I was thinking I, maybe i'll stream it since i own it on pc so well the other thing is they need more inventory but this is a problem with most horror games so whatever <laughs> i remember you didn't always, have that problem with resident evil village though no I told village, you you wouldn't. Vill- village was very kind on the on the inventory front i was surprised by that i never had a problem although i did play it on easy or whatever but um you know, I never, I never had a. Actually, I'll say this: playing it on easy, you were probably more likely to have an inventory problem because you accumulated ammo more. Oh, that's true. Like you, yeah. you gathered more stuff than most people. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but I mean, they did like inventory in Resident Evil Village is a piece of cake. It's, yeah, it's not a problem. I feel like sending them a thank you letter because I hate that about horror games. <laughs> I know it, it's, man. I know it's supposed to add to the 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 creepiness, but I don't think you need it. I think you can take that one part and make it that easier and then make everything else ramp up to scary and it's not any less scary because your inventory is big. Like, I've never understood that. That's stupid. But anyway, we'll see what they do. Modern sensibilities applied to Dead Space. Bring it on. Let's see what you got. Uh, Battlefield Portal. Finally, the great minds at Valve and EA are coming together to put red, gray, blue, or orange and blue portals. Oh, no, it's not that at all. Sorry. I... I Hope I didn't. Let I was me... excited there because I believed you. <laughs> um, I believed you too. I was like, hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. You know, it might be cool. It could, be, could cool, be cool, but that's not what it is. Battlefield Portal is a new. Basically, it's a game mode in the game this upcoming six. Um, but it is kind of interesting. So the the headline is it brings past games powerful creative tools to 2042, which is the new game, or you know, six is for 2042. Anyway. Uh, so we knew that was coming. It was going to up the ante with 128 player matches, all that stuff, dynamic weather, uh, big time destructible stuff, all that business. But the big surprise is this. Um, it's a little bit like Fortnite's creative mode, essentially. It's this robust web, web-based web editor tool that allows players to create custom matches. Uh, the bigger surprising thing is it allows players to mix and match assets from other Battlefield titles. So you could take stuff from Bad Company 2, for example, and add a, mm. other weird shit in there. Um, it's uh, just customization in the multiplayer arena that kind of is beyond anything else I've ever seen. So it's like a, it's like a level editor, essentially. Yeah, kind of. And and you, all those assets and stuff, you just kind of go nuts with and do it very quickly. It's not like you need to be some kind of level building genius to do it. Alora Farrell in the chat says, "Do we need another Fortnite? This isn't Fortnite. This is just tools to make multiplayer in the already." you know, robust world of Battlefield 2042 multiplayer. It's a team-based uh, multiplayer shooter. Yeah, so that's what that is. Um, so, for example, uh, let's see, they did a, they walk through, they walk these guys through the process of creating a match. You set up sniper versus shotgun modes. Uh, for example, ripple effects set uh, different rules for each team. Uh, one team, or so, one would only spawn with a sniper rifle and have their sprint disabled while the other team got to run, but they only could have shotguns. So like a lot of mutatory ideas. Well, I'm watching the, the trailer here, and they have one match where people have, um, you know, when you have a heart attack, that that um, the electroshock the thing, you put the patch. Yeah. yeah. So one team all have dialysis machines. Defibrillator. Yeah. One team has all defibrillators. <laughs> the other team has all knives. Right. <laughs> and that's the match. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you silly. can see where there'd be some fun in here. You know? <laughs> it's, it's really silly. It seems dumb. Yeah. 
but it seems like a well, major uh, dumb gaming. in a good way. I don't mean in a bad way. Well, yeah, like it, we, yeah, it's dumb fun. Like that seems. I mean, I would play in a match like that. Like, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, everybody seems to be trying to bring to the stage right now a, a way to kind of get into the customization, which is weird uh, because it was such a big deal back in the like. 90s when you were playing like Unreal Tournament and stuff like that and everything was low grav facing worlds insta-gib on and you were just like yeah these are the modifiers I play with and then uh, you know even Counter-Strike like everybody had their favorite maps and some were official and some were created and Mm -hmm. they got passed around but um, we kind of are making our way back to that uh, which is interesting because for a while, it felt like it was going to be gone because everything got locked down so hard by companies. Because yeah. um, I still remember the days where if you were playing Counter-Strike, people, uh, you could just download naked images of things and put them up on walls to distract people in that game. Mm-hmm. And everybody who was playing that match saw it because it was the Wild West and mm-hmm. that's how it worked. Yep. And uh, we got to a place where everything got locked down that kind of that creativity got stifled and now we're slowly making our way back. Yeah, that's good. I think this is a good thing. It reminds me of destructible environments. The end of the, the end of the trailer shows a giant tower falling. Oh yeah. Yeah. That game is destructible environments would change everything. They're really neat in this game. This, that, that, that's the one thing I like about the battlefield games. I'm not really one for the giant wars or the 128 players. It seems like chaos to me, but the, the actual destructibility of everything is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mayhem is good. Like I definitely enjoy mayhem in games. So I also like mayhem. Seems- Mayhem's very nice. Uh, Pokemon unite also happened. Um, I'll just yeah, tell you, I my gotta time. learn about this thing. Man. Yeah. I'll so tell you my time. It really is a MOBA. It's truly a MOBA. And I would actually say, I really mean this when I say it, I'm not just saying this. It has more in common with heroes than any of the other MOBAs. And by that, I mean, Kind of the philosophy. It's like, hey, we don't need to adhere to every MOBA rule that exists. We don't have to have item shops. We don't have to have last hit. And we and we can do things differently in terms of, like, how do our characters is it, progress? Is it last and, Pokeballing? No. Well, no. I mean, if you're near the Pokeballs that fall, you pick them up. Uh, okay. But you're not... This It's not a giant gain for you, personally. It's a, it's a gain for the team because the balls are used to throw into this hoop that is, so instead of having like the first tower to fight and take down and then move to the next tower or fort or whatever, uh, it's a hoop to throw these balls in. So if you go collect 10 hoop, 10 balls by killing mobs and maybe another player and they've all dropped their balls, you go throw it into this hoop. And now that hoop is at 20 of 60 balls that need to go into it before you can get past it. Um, Mm. those hoops also act as healing stations for the opposing team. So do yours on your side. So you can stand in them and and do slow heal over time stuff. And they give Um, you a speed boost if you go past it so you can get away better and they slow your uh, opponents. So that's the tactical edge that you want them for because they don't operate like towers. They don't like blast you for getting too close, Mm -hmm. but they do give a big tactical advantage or disadvantage depending on who controls it. Right. And if you, if you, so you literally could go like into one of those with the opposing team, he'll heal up in there at a very consistent rate and you might still be pounding away at him, but you're not healing at all. You're just taking damage. The other guy's healing. 
So you don't want to do that. You want to get the F out of there. But a lot of the other rules apply. Like the mobs are, you know, you, you, you do the whole, what do you call it when you're, I've forgotten the term for all of this, but like if you wanted Vala to sort of stutter step, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm. You can do all that stuff. Like it's all those kinds of mechanics are in there for the range characters. On um, the switch controller. Yeah. On a controller. And they can, it's all built for controller and it feels great. No, no issues huh. there. Um, the the abilities are cool. Uh, the more the more you kill stuff and get more balls, the more you uh, you you get your character to to level during the during the game. So instead of levels, you you evolve. So you've turned from your original whatever the Charizard is when he starts as a Charizard. Yes, yeah, so you're a, you're a Charmander, Charmander. and then mid game you you'll turn into a Charmeleon, and then by the end you'll be a Charizard. Yeah, I'm terrible at these names, but. But yes, I did that very thing in the tutorial, and he by the end is you know big dragony dude with really powerful abilities that have I that have upgraded and, and through and through those upgrades you get to choose. It's usually an A or B, so it's like, hey, do you want to have area of effect and then the fire also stays on the ground, or do you want this other option which does something else? And you just quickly decide with the D pad which one you're gonna you're gonna upgrade that ability to. Um, it's short. The games are like I don't know five six minutes. It's built to be oh, short. Really? Yeah, it's built wow. to be fast. So you're never you never feel like you're in there for 50 minutes or whatever. And uh, it might be the actual the tutorial missions were five minutes. I don't know if the I don't know if the actual bigger missions are because I don't remember when I was playing them if I if it went longer than that. But um, it's rad. It's freaking rad. Yeah, looks really good. <laughs> it's really well it, made. Like, yeah. I watched I watched Kyle play some because he was streaming it, and I've had a. I've had a morbid curiosity with this game, and I am a big Pokemon fan, so I was probably going to be interested in this no matter what, but I was mostly ignoring it until I found out that the game takes place on a thing called Aos Island, and I have had my character name in WoW since that game came out as Aos. So I keep seeing my WoW character's name all over the place now. Kyle does a freaking podcast with my WoW character's name in it, and it just... It's it's driving me crazy. It would be like if all of a sudden they're like, play the new Pokemon Snap, go to Gurp Island. You'd be like, what is going on? Why are we on Gurp Island? Like, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. So yeah. I was fascinated. I needed to know more about why my WoW character is now a Pokemon related thing. But yeah. I, I watched it and I was like, this looks great. Yeah, this looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super into this. So yeah. the art's really um, good. I'm going to probably play it. Yeah, you should. The art's good. The animation's good. The, the abilities are cool looking. The ultimates are really rad. Um, it It's it's a polished, very polished looking product, which you cannot say about a lot of MMOs on, on mobile or uh, console type arrangements. Um, I don't know what I was expecting, but it's also free. I don't know if I mentioned that. So you don't have to pay for this thing. You just get it. Oh, yeah. It's free. Yeah. And there's like 20 Pokemon like right away that you can just start messing with. And I don't know. I didn't expect for this to be maybe my favorite gaming thing of the week, but it kind of became that. So it's rad. It's very good. Oh, and by the way, there's no ultimate. The timer's everything. So when the game times out, it's you know like in, in, in regular MOBAs, yeah, right? So those it's a points it's a points thing, but there's no cap, so you could have a million points and and the game still ending at five minutes. So I don't know what that means for games that get overblown, where one team is just like snowballed the other team. I don't know, but it definitely because it doesn't have doesn't seem to have minion lanes. It definitely feels more like a heroes brawl. Yeah, a little bit more like that. Yeah. There are minions. Yeah, it's kind of like, like you're playing in the jungle. Is sort of what it feels like. You're yeah, like. 
There's just enemies kind of feels like everywhere and you, there are sort of lanes, but it's, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. The lanes. I don't know. Like it definitely looks like, uh, you know, like a lot of the abilities seem to feel like MOBA abilities. It's not just a top down thing where you just attack with attack button. That's as simple as that. Yeah. There's bosses. I mean, this is heroes of the storm Pokemon. Kind of. Yeah. 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 It's it really has a feel just even with the the way the health bars are and stuff like it's its own unique design but I'm I'm get, I'm getting more than a league vibe I'm getting way more of a heroes vibe from this. Yeah, same. Dota. I was surprised by that. Um I don't know what I was expecting, but and you choose a trainer. Hero, this is like what it, it's not a mobile, it's a hero <laughs> brawler. Like that's what this, <laughs> that's what this looks like brawler. like Yeah. If I was a hardcore League of Legends guy, I'd probably call this like, uh, you know, people are willing to forgive uh, Pokemon and accept things because they like the Pokemon brand. But this, if you like chat on heroes, but then like playing this game, you are a hypocrite. Yeah, you are. You're a freaking hypocrite. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Um, For some reason, Naughty's shtick, schnick in the chat, whatever his name is, says the new update to RimWorld is amazing. So you guys, just so you guys know. Did they make it not look like ass? Because that would make it better. Because that, that would be like the ass. best update. <laughs> wow. It looks so bad. And I'm sure it's filled with amazing everything. But yeah, well, everything I fun. hear about it is amazing. But I'm like, uh, I just can't. I'm like, I don't like the style. I hate it. Here's a fun preview. It's today's dear Martha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no way, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Now, Ziggurat says, you guys like pixel art. We're not win rim world. No, I don't like stick hands i don't like garbage art it's, it's bad whatever that you call that prison architects the same way i couldn't play it because i was like i just i just can't do it i don't like it it's too it looks too much like a web-based yeah it's poo what is it that new ground world like, but it was yeah. too much for me to learn i didn't want to devote the time and like it seems like it would be <laughs> it seems like it would be really cool because i can get over the art style it does feel like Oh, was this originally put on Newgrounds and now it's a game? Like, <laughs> it's my Newgrounds uh, animation. It's a video game. Oh, boy. All right. Um, yeah, the art style is very low effort, says Tondrago. So that's how I feel about it. Uh, maybe by design, to, given all the variability in it, it might be necessary. But it might still. be. Yeah, I, I mean, that's true. Because, uh, look, we all gave Wildermyth a pass for being looking the way it does because of what it does. And by all accounts, RimWorld kind of does the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, you're but right. I do think Wildermyth looks better. Than For the kind know. of game it is, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Give me code. I'll try it. I'll yeah, we'll give it wrong. a shot. Speaking not, not of you guys, uh, uh, the developers. <laughs> speak, I, I'm excited to play more of it. Speaking of the uh, the Dear Martha, we're going to do that now. So we're going to do Steam reviews, Dear Martha style. And everybody sit back and enjoy because here it comes. My dearest Martha, today I review the RimWorld Ideology DLC. Martha, the whole ideology system is a great idea, but in its current state, the implementation is just not done very well at all. In my opinion, ideology should be more organic, not something that needs to be set in stone before you even land on the planet. I want to slowly convert my colonists to psychopathic cannibal drug fanatics. (laughs) It should be a dynamic system. Not something you decided before you even build your first bed, and that's it for the rest of the playthrough. You start growing drugs, 
Your colonists are curious and enjoy the stuff, so over a few years, they develop a space cocaine cult. (laughs) Your tribe is saved from a lethal pirate raid by a random polar bear that wandered into the area a few months ago, so the traumatized survivors start to worship the beast as a god. This is how it should work. The current implementation is just a huge disappointment to me. Yours in this life and the next... Belion. I'm sorry, what? What was his name? Belion. Belion, okay. Blind Ribbit. Oh, that was good. Yeah, see, that kind of explains... That game's got crazy depth, and I always am entertained when I hear about it, but... It's stuff like that that makes me want to play it, and then I look at the trailer, and I'm like, nope, I get the hell out of there. I'm like, it's hard. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's really good. And I love that this... I love that he was very. He had very specific taste about he, how he wanted his mayhem to go, and he didn't like the implementation. <laughs> yeah. That's what I liked about it too. And this was actually, I think, this might be the number. Well, it's high up. It's in like the top five Steam reviews currently for it. Oh, wow. I usually won't do the top reviews, but I just liked the little. I like that most of it is dedicated to just the scenario this person came up with in their head, and that that's how the game should be. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I saw something I shouldn't have laughed at today, given how dark the situation was. But I was reading that Reddit thread about the Blizzard stuff, and somebody couldn't get over the Crosby misspelling. So <laughs> he says, "Does that really say Bill Crosby?" And someone else says, "Yeah, Crosby." And like they weren't understanding. And somebody said, "It's a typo in the quest text." <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why that's so funny. I thought that was so freaking funny at the moment, but. Then I remembered the larger issue, and it was less than funny. It's because oh. we all want to laugh. You need to sometimes. You need to. All right, the games we've been playing. I played New World, as we mentioned. We've talked a lot about that, uh, Pokemon Unite. And then Shipbreaker, which I was informed in the chat room earlier, is going through possibly another reset of progression, which really bums me out because I worked really hard oh, on the current sucks. run. But I'll do it again. It's fine. Is it still in beta? It's still in beta. Well, it's in yeah early access on Steam. But, um, okay. It's just been my comfort food, man. I don't know what what the deal is. I've streamed a ton of it lately. I just I love it. I had a real real run of like perfectly disassembled large-scale ships at high difficulty levels and felt really good about myself and then a couple of really bummer ones that exploded everything and lost a ton of money and the game's just great and continues to get better and and I'm I'm stoked for just that game. I want it to be out though so that I can just Never Do you have a desire that. for NPCs in there? Like when something blows up that goes, oh shit, bail, it's blowing up. Everyone get back. <laughs> no. You know, like does, does it need flavor that way? Or are you good with being isolated? I'm okay like, with being isolated. There was some talk of of uh, of a co-op mode. I don't know if that anything ever came of that. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like two guys, separate parts of the ship, communicating back and forth. Don't unhook that yet because I haven't turned off these. Like there's there's something there, maybe. But I don't think I mean, they're I'd focused break, on I'd that. I break down some ships with you. It sounds like, oh, fun. It sounds like a the, great time. Uh, is, is the big update and the reason they need to wipe it because they're going to finally stylize it to reflect the Homeworld universe? <laughs> they're going to finally put Homeworld ship names on everything. And uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's why they're resetting it. But they've got a lot of... So they, they basically came out and said, look, we've gotten to the game to the point where we're really happy with the core systems. So now our updates are going to be less frequent, but they're going to be major. And they're going to include the entire voiced version of our story thing, which right now is just kind of a mix of computer voice and, and employees faking the voices and stuff like that for their story content. And then they've got other big stuff coming like, um, 
you know, just big rebalance stuff, uh, that sort of thing. So all I know is right now I'm a badass. I've got 50 tethers. Uh, I can rip a sharp a ship apart in minutes and it just feels great and I love it and I wish I was playing it now. Uh, and then I played a handful of indies. I'll talk about most of them on the boop show at some point or another, but I did want to I mention... I have a question about this yeah, for you. Go ahead. Real quick, because it might lead into what you want to say. Okay, go. I have two games in my cart right now. I think you have played both of them and I think they would fall into this category and okay. you should just tell me if I should buy them or All not. All right, go. First one is Town Scraper. Town Scraper. <laughs> Town Scraper. I don't know if I know Town Scraper. <laughs> you own it. Hold but on. I can't throw stones because I own a lot of games I haven't played either. Towns, the mutant town scraper. Oh, Townscaper. Oh, Townscaper. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, yeah, Scaper. I do have that. Okay, so continue. I can't read. What's the it's other fine. one? What's the other one? Uh, wait, should I buy it? Well, I think, well, what's the other game? Okay, it's not either or, though. Oh. But anyway, the other game is Death's Door. Okay. The answer is yes to both of those. Death's Door so okay. far is incredible. Um, it's really good. I will compare. I compare Death's Door to uh, a little bit of Souls like, but not enough to put me off of it. Which you know me, I don't like Souls likes, but it's it's just the right amount of what Souls games are. Um, and by that I mean you know difficulty, paying attention to what enemies do so that you can react properly and kill them. Boss fights that are insane dying and having to kind of backtrack a little bit, but opening up shortcuts like those souls like things are in there. Uh, Zelda, bunch of Zelda qualities to it. You're a crow with a sword mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's awesome. I think that game is awesome. Okay. I really like it a lot. Um, I'm probably three hours into it and I think it's amazing so far. What's it called? I heard it giving yeah. you uh horror game screams. Oh yeah. Well, that was mostly I, mad. I had your stream on um, cause I could, and I had it turned way down cause my wife was doing schoolwork behind me. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just heard a ringing shriek <laughs> and she just turned around and said, what is Scott playing? She didn't even know I had it on, but she knew you by screaming. She knew it was me. She, she said, what, what is Scott playing? It what, and yeah. I said, he's playing a top-down adventure game. <laughs> and she says, why is he screaming like that? And I said, because that's how he video games. That's how that's I do it. That's just how he works. Well, those were frustration screams because uh, it, it, the boss fights are really hard and intense. And when you get when you and, and they they're incredibly satisfying when you win, uh, which is another hallmark of a good Souls game or a good Souls like. And it does a really good job of that. Um, but that's what I was yelling at. That's a very, it's a very, very cool, uh, game. I think it's okay, one of is the that death's door. Death's door. Yeah. Brand new, uh, devolver digital unit. They showed it at, um, uh, E3. And I remember at the time going, Ooh, yeah. Kind of top down hollow Knight. That's a fair city. And that's fair. There's a lot of yeah, hollow Knight. It looks good. Yeah, but it looks oh, good. Yeah. Uh, hollow Knight is good. a very oh good looking God. one. But, I, I'm sorry. I always use my opportunity to rile Hollow Knight people, yeah. and it's not fair that pe- first of all, people will get mad because people really like Hollow Knight. Yeah, that's one of those games that people adore, and it just it didn't do it for me. Yeah, me either. I it could was, never get into I, it. I hated that game yeah. I, because it got built up too much, and I went in and I kept waiting for it to become the game everybody told me it was. Yeah. And it never became that game. The vibe is a little more like, I'd say, Ori in the Blind Forest, actually, to Death's Door. That's a little more the vibe I get. But structurally and maybe mechanically, there is a there is some of that. Uh, when you just said it, his name just left my brain. Uh, 
What is it? Soul Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. That's Hollow it. Knight. The bug game. Yeah, the bug the gray game. gray bug game. There you go. It uh, looks amazing. Yeah, it's a very pretty game. Very cool game. And it's clearly a work of love. And the environments are really neat. Um, the only complaint I have, I only have one. It's not a game breaker and it's not one that makes me not want the game. But it doesn't have a map of any kind. Not even one you can find or unlock or, you know, whatever. You are... You, it is all down to you going, okay, have I been this way before? <laughs> like, it's not, there is no map system in that game, which is a little annoying. Um, I think it could use something in the way of a map, but the, uh, the other stuff makes up for it. It's very cool. Uh, Townscaper. I haven't played it since some recent updates. I noticed that things got like overwhelmingly positive reviews and it's still in early access, but I think it's, if I had to compare it, John, to anything and probably why it's worth the six bucks, it's only five ninety nine. It's like that other one, um, uh, the Nux Attorney, or what's it called? The one where you what's what's the <laughs> one? Nux Attorney. What's the one where no, you you're talking about Dorfelganger? Dorf Dorfelganger, a Dorf, Dorf the Romantic, no. Dorf Romantic. That's Dorf, Dorf Romantic. Yeah, it's like vertical Dorf Romantic kind of. Okay. I was that's watching, why I was interested in it. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching this one. It's mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. for it. I'm like, I was just sort of staring and silent and just loving this. And I'm wondering, can you export like a top down view of these and use these as D and D maps? Yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. Cool. Wouldn't that there, be amazing? Oh, that'd be amazing to do. That would be such yeah. A cool I mean, idea. like, if you want to make a, you know, I don't know if it has the full medieval. It's early access, maybe, but it still looks rustic enough that you could get away with building a castle and some houses and i i think you could like i would easily use this and export a, a top-down image if you could take it yeah as like a well and you and maybe you can in more ways than one like this is the actual game description and this is important for those who are wondering what this is because it's not really a game here's what it says build quaint island towns with curvy streets build small hamlets soaring cathedrals canal networks and skitties, uh, cities on stilts block by block no goal, no real gameplay, just plenty of building and plenty of beauty. That's it. Like, that's his description of his game. Mm-hmm. So it's not meant to be a game. Dorf Romantic, at the very least, has, you know, there is a game there. This is There's meant a to game be. that I wish wasn't there because I'm waiting for creative mode. Right. This so is more that's of that. why I think I'd be okay with that. I think you'd love that for this then. I do. I, I, basically, the itch I want to scratch is you talked about, like, uh, Pharaoh and those, the, those, like, city building games. Yeah. Um, I kind of, my favorite thing to do in that was just design cities. Right. Just, I didn't care about if it functioned like people going like, Oh, we need this. I'm like, I don't care about you. I just want to make a city that looks pretty in the way I want it to look. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, I think the itch I'm trying to scratch. And this seems like that might do it. Yeah. This might be what you're looking for. Then there's no, uh, pressure. There's no mayor going, we need more water, you know, the trash removal or it's none of that. It's yeah. just. Build cool looking shit, tons of templates. The more you add on things, it makes you want to visit these places. It's just, it's, it's a rad little thing. And the know? description in Steam is instant town building toy. That's yeah. all it says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. It's uh, it's a toy. That's a good way of putting it. It's, it's just a toy. Somebody in the uh, reviews here is saying it'd be cool if you could walk through first person style after you finish, but I don't yeah. think they're ever going to add that. Give me a map exporter, put a lot more assets in it, and it's beauty. I'm, I put it on my wish list. I think it's cool. It's pretty neat. It's only six bucks, though. That's a big ass, yeah, I guess, for a $6, six dollar game. But. Six bucks. It's not bad. That's low. Yeah, right? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, John, the answer is yes to both your, your questions there. Okay. 
Uh, what else? That's it, really. I played some others, but I'll get into those next week when I've had some more time with them. But um, got a handful of keys this week and just kind of going through them. Oh, and Game Pass put up some some neat new stuff that I want to get my head around. Uh, this Chris Tales, C-R-I-S Tales. It's like a... Chris Tales. Like a pa- almost like a, not paper craft it's, oh yeah i saw this it had a it had an interesting look yeah the looks really neat it's basically a traditional jrpg maybe even more like uh paper mario mechanics a lot of sort of hit them with your ability but if you hit at the right moment you might get a crit and also hit it for defense when they come and attack you it reminds me of those things um it looks really neat it's all hand-drawn time travel stuff oh yeah all the animations hand-drawn animation it's really good oh, but i'm not very I'm just, cool i'm just not like real far into it yet but it seems cool and that's on game pass and there's a whole bunch of new game pass games so i'm going to be checking those out um i tried to play uh tropico 6 which also is on game pass and i made it about 10 minutes and then i couldn't do it i think i want john's talking about this itch he needs scratched i want a city building itch but i need it to be ancient stuff i can't i don't want to do Become a ruler of a horrible island full of a-holes. I don't want to do that. You don't want to see people in just Hawaiian shirts and big beer bellies carrying suitcases with sunglasses coming to your island. (laughs) I really don't. No. I don't. I wanna I want ancient Egypt. What I really want is that Pharaoh remake, so hurry up, whoever's making that. All right. Uh John, Final Fantasy, what else? What what have you been playing this week? What do you got? (laughs) Final Fantasy, what else? (laughs) Yeah, Final Fantasy (laughs) is on the list. Uh, I always put it on the list. I always put it at the top of the list. It's just a reminder that uh, I love it. Um, Actually, though, if you want to know how crazy my addiction and love of Final Fantasy is, I have, uh, as you guys know, sunk hundreds of hours into that game and uh got to end game got done with all the content i have started a new character what oh wow wow i didn't expect main questing all over again at this point i am doing it all over again so uh, you think it's just a passing phase and you'll or you definitely think you'll make it the whole way through i don't know Uh, here's the thing if that character can get to the end of the game before endwalker comes out it has a chance that that will become my new character um but I don't know if that's going to happen because on this new character, I'm just taking it slow. I'm picking up every job. I'm picking up every trade skill. I'm doing every quest. I'm doing all the things I told Bo not to do. Uh, and I'm just living in that world and I'm not racing and I'm not trying to get through everything, you know, and, and see what the story is. Now I know what the story is. So it's just, I'm existing in that world because I really love that world. Hmm. So, um, is just my character to be in the world and enjoy. And then I'm still logging on in my main because I've developed a crippling addiction, which I told Bo was going to happen uh, to the gold saucer. And I can't stop playing mini games in the gold saucer. <laughs> yep. uh, that, that song is permanently stuck in my head. Um, oh, there's also a, an event going on right now, which is basically a heist mystery to solve a crime mystery oh. to solve in the golden saucer. Um, somebody stole the 2 million, uh, MGP mount. Uh, and you have to, you have to find out who's Is this stole like it. a, like a ARGP or whatever they call it. Like a, like the whole server has to f- figure it out. No, 
It's not. It's you run around the gold saucer and you talk, talk to, to people, people and you right. pick up clues and it's a quest line. Got it. have a quest that resolves itself no matter how poorly you do. What's that thing called um, though? But, but what's that thing you're talking about called? It's called AR. No, A. Oh no, I mean it's like what they did with Sombra. They call it something like yeah. A, there's a word ARG uh, ARG yeah, like an augmented reality game. ARG. ARG augmented reality reality game. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. John. Um. So yeah, so there is a thing, and you're earning more coins there right now, and there's some new stuff uh, around that. So that's that's all. Do you dress but, yeah, up appropriately I, for Gold Saucer? Because I felt underdressed. Like I think you got to wear you know nice no, blazer or formal I wear gown. my combat clothes in there to let oh, everybody you know I'm serious <laughs> about my gambling. <laughs> nope, I go in. Dude, the the proprietor of that casino walks around in biker short or bike shorts. Like he, wow. I had to rub lotion on that man for a quest. Like it's wow. you know. Did you really? The, yeah. The, his, so the owner of the gold saucer Manderville is kind of notorious. I haven't played his Manderville. quest chain, which is uh, which is gonna probably Great get game. a bunch of people to tell me I have to do his quest because I know it's very funny and very zany. But he is this like very big muscular man um, who is frequently not wearing any clothes at all. And uh, I met up with him at one point in a hot spring and he asked if I would rub oil on his muscles. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so well, if they want to get the quest done, you better rub the stranger man uh, with lotion. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he's. He's great. He's quite a character. I, I did appreciate the game for giving me the dialogue option that I wanted it to. Um, I guess spoilers for the story of the limited Manderville saucer quest. Mm-hmm. But basically, when you catch the person who stole the mount, uh, there's this really like nice, like, hey, you know, they did it, but they did it for good reasons. And the owner of the casino shows up and decides to let them keep the mount that they stole. He's like, I'm going to give it to you as a gift. And I was like, sitting there and I was like, isn't that nice? I was like, hey, I helped solve this crime. Shouldn't I get them out? And sure enough, the very first dialogue choice that pops up afterwards, one of the options is, can I get one too? Oh, that's great. And uh, he doesn't go for it. Oh, he doesn't go for it? No, I tried. He said, yeah, you have one with your name on it. Just make sure you earn enough coins to buy it. Lame. Oh, so now you got to play a lot of the mini games. Yeah, which is what I'm doing. Honestly, I'm just counting on winning the lottery. That's yeah. my strategy. Yeah. I'm going to well, win the weekly lottery. That. Yeah. That'll get me halfway there <laughs> yeah. if I win. There's a lottery in the cold saucer? Yeah. Oh, the, there's a, so there's the mini uh, one where you get a scratch card, and you play a little mini game with scratch cards. You can win 10,000 coins off of that, which I won two in a row one time. And then uh-huh. there is a weekly lottery where you go and you pick four numbers. And if your four numbers get picked, you win a million. That's some and they do it every virtual ga- the, the gambling there. That's what that is. It is. Yeah. I- I'm hooked. It's like, it's a problem. I like being in the saucer. There's mini games. Um, I'm doing jumping puzzles. I'm flying around in a little jet shooting uh, badges. I'm. I got into the stupid card game, Triple Triad, and I've been playing the card game. I've been traveling around Eorzea challenging people to freaking cards, which is a real nightmare that now there's another game in the game that I really like. Yeah. Oh, this whole time there was a Gwent game. 
Yeah, yeah I'm basically playing Gwent and I'm walking around <laughs> challenging everybody to Gwent. And here's the thing. There's cards to collect from that. Yeah. And like everybody you play could potentially give you cards and you but it's not a guaranteed chance. So you not only have to beat them once, but you usually have to beat them multiple times. Oh, and uh, you got to get better cards. Got to keep getting that up. Yeah, so I'm out. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I'm having I'm a out. really good time. It's super fun. Every time I play that game, there's something else for me to do, and it's just a it's just a really fun time. And I got a sweet mount that's basically a a combat mech that I ride on top of, like I hijacked it, and Mm -hmm. it's a transformer. Anyway, Final Fantasy is great. (laughs) Scott, you and I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we'll have all kinds of. Oh yeah, I guess your dragon beef's gonna move to the instance too, right? Yeah, we're gonna have a big old dragon beef. Actually, really, it's just. You know, it's undeniable what's going on in that game right now, and I think you just described some of why. So we'll get into that pretty deep tomorrow uh, yeah, and discuss. But the, uh, yeah. beyond that, just New World Wildermyth. Yeah. Uh, I did do a deep dive on Wildermyth because Final Fantasy servers were down when I wanted to play. Uh, uh, so I I got through my first campaign of Wildermyth, and that was really neat. And I had a character die, and I was very sad about it. I, I also too. put myself in the game, and I turned into an. Uh, uh, my body started to become stars. Oh, weird! Really? Yeah. Mine became yeah. Uh, crystalline. I was starting to become a crystal person, crystal, crystal creature. Yeah. And then mm. one of my, and then the dude who was our main tank, he died, and that was awful. But we used his death as a way to gain a bunch of armor. <laughs> so. Oh, the character who died, son, joined my group. Yeah. Did did you have a relative of the person no. who died join you? No. Yeah. So two of my characters apparently got married. I wasn't paying attention, but that happened, and they had a kid. <laughs> and the the son joined my adventuring team and became a werewolf. What? It's it was incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, what a saga. Yeah. But it was just his head. He yeah. didn't like the rest of his body didn't transform. He just had a wolf head. It was really cool. It's amazing I, oh. that game with those characters that all look like this uh, <laughs> somehow manages to do what it does. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bo, you played Disco Elysium. You've been, is yeah. this a finally playing it? I can't remember. Yeah, finally playing it. I've owned okay. it for like at least a year, if not more. Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, it's nice to fall in love with a video game. Oh. I think, I think. This is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. I'm so happy Bo likes it. As somebody yeah, that constantly was, was right. like, play it, Bo, play it, Bo. When I saw him get into it this week, I was so excited. This is some one of the happiest I've ever been playing a video game. It is so good. I'm so involved in it. And um, it's not quite what I was expecting. I wasn't sure what to expect. But I think it's it's a cross between like a Sierra you know, point-and-click adventure. Mm-hmm. Mixed with D and D skill checks, mixed with a text adventure game. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not typing south to room, but it's like ninety percent of the game is just in the conversations you have in your head and with NBCs, yeah. and they're long. Like there's some dude, you know. Usually in a video game, there'll be like a dude picking through the garbage can. and He says two things to you because he's just there for flavor. Not a thing in this game. Everyone will talk your effing ear off. <laughs> uh if you let them like and the thing is when you talk it burns through your time so you're you're kind of like you can waste time valuable time chatting with people uh in an effort to accomplish the game's goals which you're some kind of police person um but it's also the fourth little blend in its dna is that i think it's like i'd have to wait to get to the end but 
it's pretty close to great literature. This is like a literary work. Yeah, it feels like a, uh, who's that guy it's, we always talk about? Reminds me of, um, whenever you guys talk about it, it reminds me of this, the playwright. Uh, wrote a bunch of TV, or wrote a bunch of movies too. Who am I thinking of? Arthur Miller? Nope. Other guy, more modern. Sam Shepard? No. Uh, David Mamet? Yes, Mamet. That's what it reminds me of. Mamet. Yeah. He's not close to Mamet. He's more like, like this, this feels more like actual reading. Uh, you know, I'm not as good on my literature, but it's like you're reading Tolstoy or reading Prue or, or some introspective author that goes deep into the, the psyche of the author mm-hmm. in their experience of the story. Yeah. And it's got a very, you wake up with amnesia and the world is just very tilting and not tilting, but like off putting, not off putting unfamiliar. It's just very alien. Like you're like, is this earth? And you sort of feel like, is this not earth? Like, I don't know where I am. Yeah. Uh, so I really feel the feeling of what it might be like to be an amnesiac trying to assemble my life together and things sounding, seeming so weird, but so familiar. And I don't want to talk about it too much. So I don't want to give it away. I know you do our, uh, read books. I think you should play Disco Elysium, but just go in expecting a low energy experience. But it's actually just well, I do like it's reading. amazing. It's like really re- good. I like reading. What I don't like, I find that there's a happy middle. There's a place where in games where I like to read a lot, and then there's a place where I don't. And it's all voice acted now, so you technically don't have to read it. Oh, it's that's like an audio okay. book now. Well, that's yeah. even that's even better. But like, I love a novel, and I'll read. And I don't like audiobooks generally. I'll I'll read them, read yeah. them, and so I can do it. But most video games aren't great writing, so I skip a lot because I know it's not if great. Yeah. So if you're skipping this, then you're not playing the game. You'll yeah. get nothing out of it. Like right. I will spend. I str- I've streamed all of my playthrough. If you were to tab through my stream, like I spend thirty minutes to an hour at a time on the same sort of area. Yeah. Going through a conversation. It's just it's conversation. There's there's not much there gameplay mechanics wise it's like playing a D session that's very no combat very heavy on npc interaction essentially right and but it's really good i mean some kid pissed me off and i decided it would be a good idea to punch the kid and i missed and fell on my ass and almost died <laughs> and like like there. The, once you get into it the, the way that they set up these scenarios and then the outcomes of these scenarios actually like move you and are hilarious and because your brain talks to you an npc will say something and i'll react and then i'll press the move forward on the text button and my brain will give me shit for the thing as if what i said was part of the script like they knew anticipated i was gonna be like oh screw you and they're like don't be offended you have a fragile ego and i'm like what are you doing to me game why why are you calling me (laughs) out like that like it does it not just once like it's like it does it fairly consistently Mm. uh in my case it yeah, is, it tries it's, to it's a work of genius. You play. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone can just make this game and you're like, yeah, you know, anyone can make a game like this. I think, like, the people who made it, like, really um, did something special. And I'm enjoying it. I mean, I haven't got to the end yet, but I'm loving it. Um, I need to find a lot of adult kid. themes, not for the kids, I don't think. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's heavy. So if you don't feel like that kind of thing, it's definitely heavy, sobering material full of drugs and ha- politics and. Uh, murder and and you know that kind of grimy uh well the the, the grime and underbelly of life but right it's uh, uh it's it's brilliant i'm in love like it's so good 40 it's bucks just, on steam it's this oh, is the newest final cut right yeah i have a few stories to tell uh, mm. uh john i died to the fan 
perfect. That was how right I died the, immediately. I, that was I died to the fan. Experience. Yeah. And there's Twitch integration, so Twitch chat can participate in two things. They can they can vote on what they want me to pick. I don't have to pick it, but I can get, I can take their temperature if I'm like confused about something. It's kind of fun to be like, okay, what do you guys think I should vote? Half the time they give me serious advice. Half the time they troll me with something obviously dumb and some. You know, I'm like, my character wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, like when like you that. tried to tell the kid that you're no narc and you just they're there to party and do drugs, and the kid's like, you introduced yeah. yourself as a cop. Like you can't yeah, come it, in and say you're not a narc. <laughs> that's right, and it's fun too because like you kind of do these horrific things. Like the kid might have information, but he's a, he's such a little shit. So, but he he's oh the kid is high, so he's high on drugs. And then so because I know that, I'm like, if I buy the kid cigarettes, maybe he'll tell me stuff and think I'm cool. But I can't do it with my partner. So I got to wait till my partner goes away. And then I'm going to go buy smokes and give it to the little kid. And I'm like, this seems morally gray. Mm. <laughs> but you can do these kinds of things. And they have an impact on the story. Uh, the game remembers it in this crazy way. And your brain talks to you. Like, my brain told me, like, you seem to apologize a lot. You're a sorry cop. You want to opt into the sorry cop program? I'm like, no, I'm not a sorry cop, and I told my brain to f off, and that was like, it's 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 so it's it's so more much more involving in the minutia of thought than you even realize that it's like it's really well done. It's it's not it. what it sort of looks like on the surface. It's a it's kind of a mind bending text adventure, and I mean, I'm just I'm I'm shocked, even though I knew it reviewed well and John recommended it. I didn't imagine it was going to be what it was going to be, and I, I love it. Yeah. It's, I think his it's his amazing. take that you were like the prime target for this. Uh, yeah, seems right. I mean, it's you know it it make you know I think any good art experience makes you reflect on things or, or provokes thought. It's not about it being good or it being bad. It's just it being moving. Yeah, and and you're experiencing something that's that's that is uh, self reflective or makes you think about. I mean, at one point I think I was talking about uh, corporate structures and governmental structures and I was just talking to the stream for 20 minutes about something the game made me think of. And that's happened several times. And I'm like, games don't normally do that. Even when they're the good, you know, mass effect games, I'm still not reflecting on the nature of governance, uh, human civilization. And this game makes me do that. Like a good, great book, like reading some Dickens or reading, you know, uh, watching, I don't know, great film that might do that like maybe citizen kane i don't know i didn't see that yeah I'm just hard pressed, to think, I'm hard pressed to think of a film that really made me think as deeply as this like have it you, really has a book quality to it have you not seen citizen um, kane you should see that no i didn't actually, oh you really should you know it's like it's like one of, it's like there are films that you're like i enjoyed that it's for entertainment and there are films that like move you and, and make you think and maybe you didn't enjoy them so yeah. much but the experience of it i mean i put blade runner 2049 kind of in that category it's by all yeah. means a f- effing boring movie. Uh, three hours of you know plotting yeah. stuff, but it's very moving what occurs in the in the film, and for that reason, you know it's it. Oh, it's, I love it so much! Did you see um? You see the the, the Dune trailer? Speaking of that guy, his oh yeah, yeah, I'm so stoked for Dune. I, I mean, barely I stand it. Wait. I cannot wait, dude. Why do I, I have know, to wait? I know. Damn it! Yeah, October. Holy shit. Yeah, it that looks really good. So it's in that vein of of sort of you know fiction or experience that you're looking for. I loved it, and it completely derailed any Final Fantasy playing that's going to be happening. I know the lure <laughs> in the chat room's like, "We miss you," and I'm like, "I'm not coming back. I'm going to do drugs with some kids." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So yeah, that's uh, that's. Um, 
That's what I've been playing mostly. I mean, I just since I start, started playing, I haven't stopped. Uh, that's been my time. But also in the game front of the Scott, in, in category, Scott was right about things. Uh, Proteus, I also played a lot of. Oh, I'm so glad to hear and, this. Tell, tell me and what you thought. It's definitely, I mean, it's Doom vibes all the way. Yeah. It focuses on gameplay, and it is for for a game that's supposed to kind of be low bit graphics, but also has a modern sensibility. It's perfect. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah, I love it the mix. everything right. Yeah, it does the and, the visual. It was hard for me to explain, but now that you played it, you can probably you know tell what I was trying to talk about. It's a feel about. thing, right? Yeah. Like you kind of look at it, you're like, okay, it's an old game, but I'm like, it actually feels like they nail the movement, they nail the feel of hitting dudes mm-hmm. and moving around and that energy. Like there's there's an indelible yeah. part. Like there are other shooters. Like I played Shadow Warrior, yeah. one one or two or something. I'm like, I don't like the feel of it. Right, like, right. You know, but this game really felt like a solid, meaty shooter that I'm just having fun going. <laughs> yeah, the shooting's great. So, the guns yeah. are great. I it's, highly recommend. And it's like yeah. free with your Xbox Game Pass. Just play yeah, it. it's Game Pass. It's, it's currently still an early access game, including that version. But the, the they're close to being fully done. And also, I messed around with a bunch of the community-made stuff. There's really cool stuff in there. In that part of the game. Mm, I haven't That's gotten it. to that yet. I'm still in the campaign. I, I found it got challenging at a certain point. It's like, hard, yeah. It can yeah, be, but like you can adjust the you can adjust that as well, which is kind of nice. I think like do. the one criticism, just in case it ever gets back to them, is that like there's these large lumbering dot one eyed dog guys that run at you, yeah, and you don't hear their footsteps, so you'll just be kind of running around. You'll turn around and be three of those guys in your face, and I'm like, I don't even hear them coming. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I don't like that. I wish they made some little footsteps or something. Yeah, they're brutal. Um, those guys. Yeah, but they're yeah, just but I don't know. The game just nails that whatever that is that they nail it. Whatever, whatever you want like to call it. It feels like a Doom game with a bunch of Star Lords in it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, it's really Because the zombies have glowing red eyes and it reminds me of like Star Lord. Like <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> they are like Star Lords. You're right. I hate when yeah. those guys reload and are taking, there's like a period of time where they reload to fire again and they hurt when they uh, hit you. Oh, the shotgun guys? Yeah. yeah they're brutal. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do the battle chest thing too. They'll throw a couple of different enemy types at you and you mm-hmm. kind of got to figure out like, who am I hitting first? Like, what am I taking out? How am I moving around to dodge right. the other things? What weapon should I use? And yeah, the alternate yeah, and alternate the, stuff and reloads and all that stuff's really great. It's good. Yeah. Weapons feel good. I haven't unlocked them all yet, but they feel really good. Very um, glad to hear this. This makes me very happy yeah. to hear. Um, uh, and in other games, Sports City of Thieves, not much to talk about. Just super still fun game. Yeah. You should play it sometime. It's amazing. Oh, I got killed. Finally got killed in PvP. Oh. I got ganked. Yeah. Yeah. Did that suck um, or did that sour you at all or is it okay? No, no, no. It's just one of the, it's one of those learning moments when you find, you know, you get beaten. You're like, okay, we're going to do better next time. We're going to be better pirates. Nice. Um, And, uh, but it was fun. We saw a lot of players actually. We're starting to get into the point where you can find the other players. It's, they they really ease you into it. Sure. Um, And then I played some Wildermyth too. Not enough to talk about, but it was pretty fun. Yeah. Let me know more when you get further into that because that game, that's one of those where I may not be quite to the level of, what you're experiencing with Disco Elysium, but I had a similar mind altering moment in Wildermyth where I was like, what is happening? I, can't I mean, if there's a game to have that, that's the game considering how flexible the storytelling system yeah, is. Yeah, it's really good. Well, all right. We played a lot and listeners, you've heard a lot, but you haven't heard this. That's a good question. Quick email from Wes who says he sent us to talk to the core at gmail.com. Please use that email address. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for the fantastic content. Y'all are the entire reason I started playing Heroes back in the day. I also love the direction you've gone since. I have been a bit of, or I have a bit of a nostalgia question for you all. What was the first game that blew you away visually? 
For me, it was the opening cinematic of Final Fantasy. What is that? Seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Why did that look weird? On my best friend's brand new compact 486. Also, I don't care about winning the Xbox, but I really hope at some point my dear Martha can be read. LOL. Thanks, <laughs> Wes. Um, I mean, maybe we could do that. Maybe if there's a few standouts that we find, maybe we could read a few of yeah, them. Yeah, why not? I mean, we just talked about Doom, Doom, and I would also lump Quake and maybe Unreal in there. Those those shooters all blew my minds when I saw them. Um, the original I mean, Doom well, in particular, I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. I mean, Wolfenstein was mind blowing at the time, honestly. Yeah, for what it was doing. I mean, I guess I'd come off of that thinking, well, how good could this Doom be? And boy, howdy, was it good. Um, For me, though, if I'm looking at a more modern context, I think probably the one that really got me in a a very modern way was was Mario 64. Um, I couldn't believe how games were going to look. It was like, oh, my hell, we're going to have Pixar looking games. And this is one of those. And even though, you know, it's not exactly that, but. For its time, it was just mind blowing. I couldn't believe how good that game looked. But control too, because I feel like we all had our moment with Mario sixty four where we like played it at a Toys R Us or whatever and just ran into a wall because we couldn't figure out how to control it because that analog stick at the time was so like crazy to us. We were like, I don't know how to play this game. I don't know how to control it. Yeah. Um, and then you you found out very quickly because that game was intuitive, like and it changed the world like yeah. that w- that was one for me as well yeah uh bo do you have one that jumps out at you i mean wolfenstein would be the one just because i remember just the feeling no. of oh my god i think the resident evil games on playstation one had an impact uh, yeah. visually just they were at the time oh yeah they, uh, were, they were like my friend had would bring over to his house play see it on the console be like holy crap like yeah. look how realistic this all looks you know like yeah. for the time yeah I think lately, though, I was really blown away by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, yeah. It's just front to back. There was very, there was no blemish on it, the entire package, and everything was so melodramatic and so well animated. Um, I, I thought that really moved me a lot. I mean, the game moved me to tears at certain points, you know. So, and just, just also graphically looked really beautiful from a storytelling perspective. I don't know. There's lots of beautiful games, but the ones that just stand out that hit you emotionally are the ones that really resonate i guess in memory sure sure. yeah those would be the ones it's funny because like as i think about gaming like it it is kind of a constant for a a long period of time you know the first time i saw super mario brothers 3 i remember just thinking oh my gosh video games never gonna look this good (laughs) and you know and then you see super mario world and you're like what is this (laughs) like i remember echo the dolphin was a big one for me like that that was was the first time i was like oh video games are beautiful (laughs) like i just (laughs) i was really impressed i think doom 3 also was a big watermark like before it came out when it was being hyped like it was a jump in graphical ability like at the time it was like holy crap look at yeah the shadows and stuff they were it was mind-boggling you know what's weird about three though freaking they came out on stage with steve jobs to show that off before anywhere else (laughs) they showed it off on a mac i still to this day and i'm a mac user i don't understand what the hell that was about because as far (laughs) as i know doom 3 never played well on any macs but they came out and showed it running on i guess it would have been yeah, that would have been pre-Intel even. They were still using power PC chips. And I just remember thinking, why is John Carmack showing this at an Apple event? That was really odd. But yeah, it was impressive. I, I remember a big one for me was Mist. Oh, yeah, Mist. Because, yeah. 
Yeah, we got that with our CD-ROM drive. <laughs> we put one of those in the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a drive with, we used to have in, car- in uh, <laughs> back in the day. Uh, you got your computers, computers didn't have CD-ROM drives. Now I know they do. That's the way it is now. But for a time, it was also a standard. Um, but it, we got it for free, and I think. You know, graphically, you know, Mist is just very pretty and it's atmospheric. So I think I'm kind of using atmosphere as part of the visual experience. But I just remember playing that game. I was terrified there were monsters in it. It's not like anybody came by and was like, hey, by the way, this is Mist now. There's no enemies in this game. There's no violence. Like, nothing bad's going to happen to you. And I just remember being terrified the entire time I was playing Mist. And now it seems so ridiculous because everybody knows it's not a game where you die. That's really um, funny, though, because I feel that way about Dear Esther. I feel that way about uh, Going Home. Um, All these games that are like walkabout games terrified me. That's what it has gone. Holy home. crap. Yeah, it did. And it was never, I was never in danger, but it didn't matter. <laughs> I was terrified through the whole thing. And I felt the same way about, um, mist that you did. And it's just because atmosphere matters. Like you can really create a lot of tension or happiness or relaxation or whatever with atmosphere and games starting to do that. That's that in itself was impressive, but yeah, they'll stay. They still kind of scare me. Those games. Like if I yeah. see, see a miss scene like out by the, the dock with that weird s- submarine thing or whatever it was, I remember I, even that image in my head is just like, oh, there's too much fog, which is probably a technical limit of, you know, the render. I don't know. But it was all just like mysterious and weird to the degree that I'd never want to be lost there. It was really something, yeah. man. I mean, and the mist music was so good, too, and so iconic and just. Like, I don't know. That thing is still trippy. I have. Oh, yeah, it is behind me. I should get it. I should show you it. You should grab it. Go grab it. Yeah, show sure. Yeah, why not? Another one, too, I was thinking of, though, while he goes and gets that is I really like the. Um, I remember being really impressed with Space Quest 3 and its improvement over Space Quest 1 and 2. <laughs> I, I, I remember just like. Yeah. My uncle showed me, here's Space Quest 3. You'll love it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much better than Space Quest 1 or 2. Yeah. And we're talking about Space Quest 3, John. It was also a huge graphical. Yeah, it was a big jump. First it was a bunch of extra yeah. pixels, I think, or something. Yeah, it was from, it was, you went from EGA to VGA. Yeah. That sounds you're right. like, oh my God, 256 oh. whole colors. John, look at that. So this is my missed book, and you, where is it? Is this you like the book that's in the game? Like the, oh yeah, with the screen. And I don't know if it's on. I don't remember how to turn it on, actually. Bill Bill Duran remade this and built one of these and put a phone in it. Yeah, really? it's supposed oh, wow. to light up, but I don't think the battery's charged. But yeah, like it opens up, it plays the music and all of that. So it's got like the linking screen and you see the little flyover and all of that. Like, wow. wow. Awesome. I wish you it had the, the audio. I meant to show CD the audio. In there? Is there a well, CD-ROM in there? It, so it it's a fake book on the side and then these open up and that's where you would keep copies of the game if we didn't live in a digital world where right, it's all right. on steam but oh they are in there there they are oh, that's <laughs> awesome. the copies of the game cd roms everybody they're in there yeah that's awesome i I, rem- I miss the days where you got a giant honking box for 12 floppy disks <laughs> i know that the, i love the betrayal at crondor box it was like 12 discs inside and a bunch of manuals in the box. It was like buying a board game. Yeah. I miss those big PC boxes. 
Yeah, I do too, kind of. I have a few still. But the bigger ones I have now that are modern are just collector's editions of things, and I don't do really yeah. do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, back in the day, if you bought Homeworld, it was just the little disc and a tiny manual, but it was a huge freaking cereal box size box. And those were the days. And they quit doing that. Uh, all right. Let's... Um, Let's continue down this path of... Oh, we're done. This is pretty much... We're done now. <laughs> I think kinda, so. We've kind of got the, the, the show. Uh, yeah. It was a big bow, show. Bow down. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We've talked about a lot. Uh, we've been a lot of places, but I hope you guys at home enjoyed it. If you did, you might want to support us at patreon.com slash core show. It means a lot to us when you do. and uh, can, you know Keeps this show running. So if you like running it, buy gum. It's right there for you. Patreon.com slash core show. You can find everything else you need at frogpants.com slash core show. Before we go, uh, a reminder, John will be joining me tomorrow as a guest on The Instance. Uh, where we'll discuss some more of this Blizzard stuff, but mostly we're going de- to uh, do a big deep dive into Final Fantasy uh, and why 14 seems to be taking over the MMO world at the moment and why. Uh, so we'll get to all that, plus uh, the additional stuff. So check us out tomorrow at 1230 Mountain Time. And get your entries in for winning that uh, Xbox Series S. Uh, that's at frogpants.com slash core contest. It's all super simple. Go check it out. You'll be a random winner if you do. And, John, do you have anything to say before we go? Any final words? Uh, there's no enemies in this. That's Stop a, looking. I agree. Quit looking for them. Bo, thoughts? Uh, um, quick brain, help me. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts. <laughs> Okay. He's uh, talking to his disco Elysium brain. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well done. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time right here on Core. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, I forgot to do it.